0: I read all the things that you're saying about me. I know how you really feel. And listen, you are one of the greatest performers in the world today, one of the biggest stars in New Japan Pro Wrestling. But to me, you mean as much as this turtle. And just like this little turtle hit his head when Chris Jericho came and stood before him, it's the same thing you're gonna do, with all your stupid fans are gonna do. Naito, I'm gonna fuck you up. I'm gonna take your Intercontinental Championship from you not because you want it. You don't want it. You're too tranquilo. I'm not tranquilo. I'm fucking crazy. I'm gonna show you just how crazy I can be at Dominion on June 9th. I've been waiting for six months to get my hands on your filthy stupid head. Yeah, Las Cinco Navales de Japón. Kiss my fucking ass. Naito I'm gonna take the Intercontinental Championship from you, add it to my collection 10 times Intercontinental Champion. You say that you're superior to me in every way other than name recognition? Hey man, like I said, you're great. You're beyond great. You're the best New Japan has to offer. But I've seen pieces of shit like you come and go, year after year after year. And guess what? Chris Jericho is still here. The Alpha is still here. That's why I came to New Japan. To fuck you up. I'm gonna make you famous, Naito. Wanna beat your fucking ass at Dominion. Take the Intercontinental Championship away from you, away from those filthy animals in Japan, and take it back to the United States where it belongs. You understand me, Naito? Huh? You understand me? Be careful what you wish for, Junior, because it's gonna come true. I'll see you on June 9th at Dominion. Fuck face.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of just what the internet needed more of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me, once again, as always, is the janitor himself. He's cleaning up the messes of the masses. Josh Custodio, Justin,
2: this is this is no normal episode of Top Marks. This is this is not a normal episode of Top Marks. Do you agree?
1: I would say this is a a monumentous episode. I would
2: agree. Uh, do you know why it is both monumentous and abnormal?
1: Uh, because well, this is the first episode that we are recording uh, here uh, in the Real Good Studio. Correct. Uh, which is a, a fun thing as well, it's and amazing. The, you know we set this up, or you know you and John really did the most most <laughs> there was, of the work. There was... John did most of the work. John you did helped.
2: A... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was
1: getting on me that I didn't <laughs> He's no, he like, no one offered to help. It's like, well, you didn't even ask me if I wanted to. I, well, this... I would have loved to.
2: So who's so who's right in this situation? I don't know. This is. But either way, I mean, Lord, what, I mean, a, what clearly a place to he asked
1: you. So how did that happen?
2: I offered, to be clear. I'm not trying to cause any rift between <laughs> you two, but he was like, oh, I'm setting up the studio tomorrow, and I was like, oh, do you need a car to like help bring anything back from Ikea, because I have a you know a vehicle that can help move Yeah, yeah, big that's things. bigger
1: than his. That's right. <laughs> so he was like, oh, yeah, yeah,
2: come, come along, and this sort of thing. So I guess in a way... And the two
1: of you at no point thought, hey, what about our other friend?
2: I, I mean, I, I think we went at like 9 a.m., okay. so sometimes that... that I, <laughs> I'm, I'm a new man, but I get up at 3.30 every uh, morning. Are we going to talk about this on the show? Yeah, sure. Because you... Euro, a big congratulations. Well, it's
1: not official yet. Oh. But I mean, it's it's unofficially official. Can
2: we still congratulate you? Sure.
1: Congratulations, my friend. And maybe you, I'll talk about next week why okay. I'm being congratulated. Well, there's
2: a great tease and a hook. And Justin, if they weren't hooked already, welcome to Top Marks, ladies and gentlemen. This is a wrestling <laughs> podcast where Justin and I, every week, we sit down and we talk about the... Three! three biggest topics in the world of wrestling, and Justin, this week, it is a return to forum. We do have three big topics to talk about. I don't know
1: that we're going to do the full 15
2: minutes, though. Maybe not on the round two, I think it is, but yeah. I think the other two, we got, we got half an hour of content there, a couple chatty Cathy's like you and I. Do you want to know what the three rounds this week are, I, Justin? I would love to know that. Well, to pull back the curtain, I think you already know, but uh, I'm going to tell you anyway, Justin, in round number one. No, I just show up, bud. Christopher Matthews Punk. (laughs) Nay. The confirmed this week Chick Magnet Punk has had quite the week. He's had two battles, one in the courtroom, one in the octagon coming up.
1: See, he said that, though. I think he's still saving face. I think we all know what CM stands for. Chicago (laughs) Made. No. Tell me. Chronic masturbator. Ah,
2: who can deny it, Jay? Well, I've heard some, let me just tell you, some of the backroom stories about CM Punk can only confirm yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, he's trying to and, say
1: he's a chick magnet. Yeah. No, bud, you're not. That's why yeah. we know what, yeah, yeah chronic is, masturbator over here. It's interesting,
2: though, because I know that this is a play on how my nickname in high school was CM Josh for that reason. <laughs> so, uh, indeed... <laughs> on we move. Justin, we're going to talk about CM Punk for 15 minutes. Something I'm very excited to do because uh, during the duration of the show, we haven't got to talk about him. And he's a guy who we've yeah. all told uh, pretty I mean, near here. we mention
1: him on occasion. That's he, true, yeah. He comes up I, every so often. Uh, who, who
2: could talk about pro wrestling without him? But I don't think we've done a round involving CM Punk before. Have we a full 15? No. So that's very exciting for me. In round number two, Justin, uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Raw sucks right now. And I think we're both experiencing, and not just us, but I think the wrestling world at large is experiencing a little bit of WWE fatigue. Do you agree? Big time. Uh, why don't we dissect that for, for some time, see why that is, what they could maybe do about it, and what this means for our relationship with wrestling going forward. It's
1: also an opportunity for us to kind of make a full disclosure, because in the past, and Uh-oh. certainly when we were starting this show... yeah. Uh, I was ripping uh, certain podcast hosts for uh, you know, maybe not listening uh, or not watching, rather, the product week to week, but still behaving and acting as if they had watched it yeah, when clearly is... they had not.
2: I think, and is... I'm not doing that exactly. I think you're better than that because you are admitting right now. that Well, maybe we'll, we'll, save, we'll the, save it yeah, for the round. Yeah, but you have a confession to make, my friend. I do. And in round number three, Justin. I don't know if you've I'm ever heard here of to the...
1: seek forgiveness. <laughs> I hope that. The listeners out there can offer me uh, atonement of something. I, I can
2: only speak for myself, Justin, but I'm going to quote uh, the seminal rock band uh, One Republic and say it's too late to apologize. And in round number three, Justin, I don't know if you've ever heard was of that the, One Republic? I'm, I think so. Who yeah, do you, you think it is? I
1: don't know. I was going to say Justin Bieber, but that's Is It Too Late to Say Sorry? Which is close, Wait, but different. What do you think
2: is the better song of those two? Ooh. I like that Bieber song, yeah, I, man. I, say, I think that's like his best stuff ever. I'm going to also agree and say the Justin Bieber song. I think that is the better of those two songs. And yet, One Republic came to mind. In round number three, Justin, I don't know if you've ever heard of the the Pro Wrestling Federation, New Japan Pro Wrestling. You ever heard of this?
1: Uh, not super familiar. Yes. I, I just pay them $12 a month for some
2: reason. <laughs> well, I'm not sure why you do that. But <laughs> Dominion. Is the event that they're putting on this Saturday night a card that I think looks, uh, besides some like some of the normal New Japan slog people don't want to talk about, like the, mm-hmm. the bottom of this card's gonna have some stuff. But I think a lot of people share some optimism about Dominion here, which is sort of the Summer Slam for uh, for New Japan. And I think, are you pretty excited for it? Yeah, I
1: mean, I, this is it's Saturday morning when this is coming out, right? But I think we're in a tricky spot here where two of our three rounds this week might be a little dated by the time you get around to listening to this on sure. Sunday or Monday. Dominion will have already happened. Yep. But hey, we're just going to get you excited to maybe go back and watch it if you didn't stay up all night long like some kind of (laughs) shit-eating wild man on Saturday night.
2: (laughs) Yeah, for for New Japan, I don't feel like it... it Bears the same load as WWE, like on a WWE week. If Money in the Bank was on Sunday, so we've got to have the show up by Friday, for sure. Uh, but for Dominion, I, I, are you going to stay up till three AM? I might. I've been talking about it with some friends. Really? Perhaps
1: going to North Van and watching it all night, like we did with uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Is that invited
2: extended to me if I want to tag along? Possibly. Oh wow, not a, not a surefire thing. Okay, well, man. I know
1: you got you got your own things going on with the CM Punk fight this week, I so I don't want to step on those plans.
2: Uh, but you're invited. <laughs> <laughs> That's a completely different. But I'm working. Okay. Well, well. Well, fair enough. Just in those three rounds, each for 15 minutes, plus uh, the return of Keep It or Kick It. and uh, A little little bonus round. Yeah, in between rounds two and three, we're going to do something a little special, thanks to one of our very lovely listeners. Yeah, because
1: this is not just a special episode, or a different episode, or a monumentous episode this week, Josh, simply because we are recording in the Real Good Studio. Certainly not. It is also a monumentous episode, because for the very first time in the history of Top Marks, you and I have received... Fan mail, oh I my guess. Gosh, oh my gosh, is Justin. the only way to, that can be. We can put it, and I, 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 feel like that is like reductive a little bit. I feel it, it, bad much, reducing it to that it, it, because clearly, uh, the good boy Craig Tamble
2: at Fruits Are Edible
1: is uh, is I, I consider him more than a of course than a fan. Yeah. I, I consider him a friend,
2: unquestionably. But this is this is. I think calling it fan mail is, I get what you mean, you don't want to be, you know, insulting, but I think that's what it is. We got someone, Craig, who's amazing and a friend of the show, definitely a hashtag good friend, sent us a package, Justin. He
1: did, he did, and now in that package, uh, Craig obviously is a big-time home brewer. I don't know why I said obviously. You might not know that already. (laughs) I knew that already because this is not the first time he sent... Me beer. Yeah, let's be clear. It's obvious to you. Yes, he sent uh, (laughs) Stefan and I some beer to drink during real good shows uh, in years previous. But this one was a little different because those bottles were, you know, we're happy to have them—a nice, charming, thoughtful gift. But they were blank. They were unlabeled. They were they were unbranded. (laughs) Let's be honest. They were were.
2: they were a rookie tier compared to what Craig is cooking up now.
1: And this time, he has sent us. Uh, labeled, branded beers from Fruits Are Brewable Brewing Company, my favorite brewery, and this is the hashtag Good Friends. Belgian double bud. We're on the label,
2: Chris, You and me. We're a beer bud. Uh, Justin, you you know this about me. Uh, I'm a man who uh, I guess you could say uh, uh, greatly loves drinking beer and uh, in in lots of quantity. You uh, once in a while. Get uh, out of here. I don't mean to pull back the curtain too far, but uh, no, this this, uh, this freaked me out. And in like the best way possible, when you, uh, for those who may not know, obviously don't know our relationship, you text me. We're waiting for Craig's package. You say it's here. You open it up, and you just send me a message, and you go, bud.
1: Well, we knew that there were beers in there. We didn't. So, I, so I, he, he, he kind of let us know that in advance that he was sending us some beers. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, i got to open this thing get these bad boys in the fridge as soon as possible. <sighs> but I also felt guilty because I know it's an issue. It's been an issue on Real Good Show. Right. When we get mail – if I open it on my own, the other guys get mad. They're like, what are you doing, bud? Yeah. That's gifts for us.
2: No, you did ask me, which is very nice of you. You said, hey, can, do you mind if I open this package? And I was like, I was so eager to to know what was in it. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, please, by by all means.
1: Now, the beer was not the only thing
2: in there. Hashtag good friends beer. Yes. If you want to see a picture of the beer, and once again, thank you, Craig, at Fruits Are Edible on Twitter. Uh, we he, posted a picture of it at Top Marks Pod.
1: He also included uh, Blaze, which is a... A wheat beer that I think he had sent over. Correct. Or is a barley wine. Barley wine, that's right. Uh, and then Brawn, which is an American strong ale. Yes. Craig, clearly a fucking madman, because the good friends Belgian double, this is a 22-ounce bottle, the alcohol percentage is 8.5. And, and this has been Craig, bottle you're aging. Angel walking
2: this You're, you're angel-walking this earth.
1: This has been bottle-aged for a year and a half now. Oh, so Lord. the alcohol content on this, as we open it, Right this second might be above nine percent barley oh. wine. To get to even be called a barley wine, you need to cross like the twelve or thirteen percent threshold. Yep. and then his brawn American strong ale—that's <laughs> like ten percent. He has apparently never even heard of a beer that's like four and a half or five percent. And to that, I tip my cap to you, sir. We salute you, sir. Thank you so much, sir.
2: Craig, I'd like to uh, just tip of my cap to you for obviously being so afraid of sobriety, uh, something that uh, I definitely share. So uh, thank you very much, Craig. We are going to open the bottle. JMO, will you do the honors, please? I would,
1: I would love to. I'm going to pour some for us both to enjoy throughout the show as well. Oh, my Lord. And, uh, this what, is a
2: Friday episode for sure. What a bottle this is. Oh, oh yeah. You know, that's gosh. like
1: Friday radio, Friday afternoon radio. They're always drinking beer on the radio. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, it's Beer Club or
2: whatever. Well, that's gonna bring, that's bring a
1: brewery. In here and fucking
2: JMO, will you pour that? It up. Will you pour that? I'm gonna talk about the other thing that uh, Craig sent in this care package, which is what you say 20?
1: Yes, 20. 20, 20 packs. packs of one variety and four of another.
2: So, and these, the variety that JMO was speaking of are wrestling trading cards. The, the, what you say, 16 of them from 2009 TNA. No, 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 impact. 20. 20. 20 packs. 20 of impact packs. Of cards, trading cards, which yes. we will be opening one pack of in between rounds two and three today. And in the forthcoming weeks, we're going to do our first video uh, content, unpacking, or would you say unboxing, unwrapping these cards and talking about them a little bit. Yeah, so that's, the, look,
1: that's the plan. Look forward to, to that. To do an a unboxing sort of video uh, of all these cards. I mean, we're yeah, these impact ones, we've got 20 packs of them. Uh, there's five cards per pack. Uh, they're actually TNA cards. Yeah, sorry so. to call them uh, Impact. Yeah, God forbid. Uh, and this says, "Look for these are the this is the possibility. This is the high end cards that you might find in here." There we go. Numbered Parallels. I don't know what that means. Maybe it's like a scene that plays out over two cards. Uh, could be. I'd be very disappointed if I only get one of those. Yeah, I don't, don't want lo- that at all. You don't want look half of uh, Abyss
2: hitting this is the Look bat. for, avoid that, if anything. <laughs> <it's> look <laughs>
1: yeah, out for it. it. Yeah, stay, get out of there. Stay clear. <laughs> uh, knockout Kiss cards, which okay. I don't know, maybe a lady on the roster... Yep. Put on the lipstick and she kissed the card for mm. real. Maybe she did. I don't know.
2: My friend C- uh, CM Justin is going to love those ones.
1: Uh, it says exclusive, <laughs> exclusive Sting <laughs> face paint cards. I don't even know what that means. Do you think it comes with face paint or yeah? I have no idea. But then here's here's the big. Go ahead. Here's the granddaddy of them all. Yeah. Uh, hand-signed autograph cards.
2: So uh, look forward to that between rounds two and three because I think we're both gunning. Because we for got some.
1: 20 packs of these, which means we got 100 cards.
2: There's got to be a signed the Foley. law
1: of averages says we should get an autographed card in here, whether it's a Mick Foley or a Kurt Angle or a Sting or a Samoa Joe or AJ Styles, maybe. Oh, my gosh.
2: I cannot wait to get to that. Justin, anything else we need to get to off the top?
1: No, I don't think so. Uh, Other than the fact that, of course, uh, we put out a donor... Only episode at the end of last month that was very well received. Yeah, thank you for the really kind comments. Uh, New Blood Rising, WCW 2000, set in Vancouver at the Pacific Coliseum. You and I watched it. It was terrible. Yeah. Uh, And uh, (laughs) we had a great time talking about it it afterwards. And a a great discovery this week as well. We were talking about how misguided the booking on that show was that, you know, this likable guy, Billy Kidman, is booked as a heel. It doesn't make sense. Why would they do this? (laughs) Yeah. And then I was listening this week to Keep it 2000. Yeah, the show uh, you like of a podcast that I'm very fond of. I shot my shot. I tried to get on the episode this and? week. Uh, that came out this week, and they, they did not uh, bring me on this week, though they oh. said they would keep me in mind for future episodes, okay. which is promising. That's good. Uh, and I don't feel bad about not being on the show this week, because in my place, I said, you know, I'm a Canadian. I live in Vancouver. Yeah. I have a unique perspective on New Blood Rising. You know who has an even more unique perspective than me on New Blood could Rising? could be anyone
2: more than you, j Lance Storm no. himself. well. I suppose that is, he may be the one guy who has... He was uh, on
1: the show this week. Wow. He talked about all kinds of backstage uh, segments, or backstage stories, rather, uh, like how Tank Abbott became involved with Three Count, which I thought was very, very funny, but he also talked about uh, you know some of the bad bookings, some of the things sure. that he himself had avoided uh, that Russo had wanted to do with him, and some of the things that other guys could not avoid, and I was shocked, shocked, <laughs> to discover... That Billy Kidman, who over the course of this feud released revenge porn, he put out a porno <laughs> tape with him and his uh, girlfriend that he was having a falling out with on okay. on screen on screen girlfriend Tori Wilson. He he was uh, you know saying that she he, she had embarrassed him by being fat, <laughs> even though she's like one of the most beautiful creatures this <laughs> earth has ever seen, uh, and really not even I mean. 2000 pop culture is a strange place. Definitely. Corey Wilson is considered fat in, yeah. in any way. Like, even remotely. Yeah,
2: it is not. she is not. So if you if you want to hear us uh, break down that specialty in but more yeah, detail. Yeah.
1: Yes, but <laughs> he was a baby
2: face. <laughs> oh, you know, it makes, he no, was he the, was the heel.
1: No, no. We thought he was the heel. Billy Kidman? Yes. Yes,
2: yes, sorry. I thought you meant um,
1: awesome. I'm telling you. Billy Kidman was the babyface. That's the nightmare. Because Vince Russo just hates women, so he's like, I'll just have uh, him behave despicably, and people will be like, Yeah, fuck women. It's it's
2: uh, again the entire thing. You're, you're giving me PTSD right now. If you so want to hear more of that, patreoncom slash topmarks. You can hear about that. Until then, cheers to you, my hashtag good friend. It's Friday, and we're diving in to, to round, round, round number one. Round one fight. <laughs> Philip. Jack Brooks better known by ring name CM Punk is an American mixed martial artist comic book writer and formal professional wrestler currently signed with the Ultimate Fighting Championship
1: yeah I never read his his run on Thor yeah
2: Do, did you feel any any want to
1: yeah kind of just yeah. check it out because I know you know he's kind of a, a, a man with similar geeky interests to myself that's right uh, and that's I mean how you know the all, all current comic books and comic book uh movies and star wars movies it's all like fan films basically yeah it's just like i grew up with this thing i like it here's what i would do that is
2: weird to think about and in some ways i think a lot of people you become such a hardcore fan of something that you do just like seep into that world a little bit like it becomes a bit of your dna Mm -hmm. like for example i grew up as
1: like a hardcore fan of like cm punk oh man and if i was to have like control of that character i'd probably move him back into wrestling i'd Uh. forget about all this mma (laughs) stuff (laughs) That's what I would do if <laughs> no, they would if just only. give me the fucking pen, man. If only.
2: So, so, J-Mo, if I'm not mistaken, CM Punk's WWE run is in part of your blind period to a degree, right?
1: Uh, to a degree. I get back in on the pipe bomb. Okay. And you're wearing your pipe bomb t-shirt today. I am.
2: Look at this. Thank you, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, Pro Wrestling Crate. Um, is it, When I say CM Punk, what, what comes to mind for you as a wrestler? Before we get to anything else, what do you think of CM Punk as a wrestler?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, he's one of the better guys of that time. Mm. Uh, kind of stiff kicks and strikes. Yep. And, you know, it's funny that I think of him as like such a uh, one of the the better wrestlers of that era. When right. like ultimately, I don't know if his in ring is like really that stupendous. He has a mm. he's a good mind for psychology yeah. and in ring storytelling. Correct. But like. It's not like he was like lighting the world on fire with his move set.
2: Yeah, it's interesting because you're you're right to say that during his WWE run, he was the best in ring wrestler in the company, but not for the reasons like no, I think people like would Daniel
1: claim. Bryan would be better in ring. The thing that puts Punk ahead well, of him.
2: Well, Punk was there a long time before Daniel Bryan. True, but
1: but Punk can also just like. Talk you into a match,
2: T- totally. You know, so.
1: like, it, like that's the gift of Paul Heyman is that he always knows where the money is, and that's what he's going to uh, get at. Whether like not necessarily explicitly, but like that's the crux of every Paul Heyman right, promo, yeah. I feel like Punk has that talent as well.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think I've said on the show before that I, gen, I, true to my core, think that CM Punk's the best promo ever in pro wrestling. Like, you, you keep your Ric Flairs, your your Dusty Rhodes, I genuinely think CM Punk is the very best at it. Which,
1: when we talk about who are the best pro wrestlers of all time, right? like, promo outweighs ability a lot of the time. Like, uh, people would put The Rock in their top five. Without question. And like, he Two is, moves. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like... But amazing, also
2: without question. Who 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 could argue otherwise? So so Justin uh, CM Punk, he has this WWE career leaves on you know well publicized sort of poor uh, poor terms with the company. Goes on Colt Cabana's podcast, The Art of Wrestling. Which don't check that out. You're, you're already here. You're listening to you know all the pro wrestling podcasts you already need. Well, I feel like this lawsuit like scared Colt away from doing the
1: podcast that he had been doing because if you listen to The Art of Wrestling right now. It's more of like a travel diary. Is that right? eh? It's not as like interview driven as it had been. And maybe that's also him just like running out of people to talk to because the guy's been doing this for ages. He's done like 300 plus episodes. People refer
2: to him as like the godfather of wrestling podcasts. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Like he looked at what like Mark Marin was doing for comedy and was like, I could do this for wrestling. I'm on the road all the time. I'm with all these guys out here. Might as well. Just set up a mic and talk about their career and put that out. Which, I mean, was great for a time and then – Kind of peaks With this punk podcast well, Totally
2: I think that's That's gotta be The popularity peak Right The the figure came out In the in the court case That they They were asking For eight dollars For every No it was one dollar Or one dollar For every stream For every download Yeah Which was a million Yeah uh, Which And that doesn't account For any YouTube Any of like There was this. People who streamed it And every, didn't download it I mean that is a Staggering number Right
1: mm-hmm. But I, I remember When this came out It was like You gotta listen to this it was
2: Immediately a, I, I specifically remember I was living in Burnaby At the time This interview came out and the art of wrestling's feed crashed and i happened to find it streaming before bed and i stayed up like it's an hour and a half long it was like 11 yeah. 30 and i found it. i stayed up till 1 a.m listening to that podcast the night it came out. i
1: already had it before the stream or before the nice. hosting service crashed but i do remember i was living in lynn valley at the time and my roommate even who was not the biggest like he'd watch pay-per-views if i pressured him sure. into it and he'll still do that to this day, but not a huge He wanted fan. to listen to this. He was like, I gotta hear this. Crazy. Because, like it just had so much buzz that, like, finally someone with the guts to burn this bridge. Well, yeah. And really, like, what like what a show. It's a two part episode. I've it's listened.
2: It's one of the only podcasts ever I've listened to multiple times.
1: And he 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 like hits Triple H with like the most scathing own of all time. <laughs> which one? Which is like they're building towards a punk versus triple h wrestlemania match. Right. And he's basically he what did he say? He said like I no offense to you, but it's not like this big honor for me to do this. Right. Yeah. I don't need this match. And he doesn't. You do. Yep. Which is so true. 100% true. And like Who's ever going to say that to Triple H? No, no one. one.
2: It's what we love about Punk. It's yeah. what everyone has always loved about Punk, right? Uh, and that comes with its own baggage as well. Uh, just to give a little context of my relationship with CM Punk, I couldn't think any higher of him. He, he saved wrestling for me at that time, especially in the WWE front. So he goes on Colt Cabana's show, and he uh, lambasts much about the, the company, but specifically talks about his, um, this untreated growth in his lower back that the doctor, the resident doctor for WWE, Dr. Chris Aman, I think his name I is. I think Amon, maybe. Okay, uh, and he speaks ill of him, sort of says that he, you could go listen to the podcast for yourself, but slags on uh, Dr. Amon saying he did a poor job on treating this, this growth.
1: Yeah, that he basically just kept telling Amon oh, it's fine.
2: Yeah, take a Z-pack, I think is the line yeah. on the, the show, and eventually it turned out to be, you know, actual staff infection, all this sort of thing, and he was getting poisoned, so an emergency situation.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, the thing, the number one thing that comes out in this court case, because obviously Amon sues for defamation, which... Is the flimsiest fucking no lawsuit case. ever? He still has he the ha- job. He has no case. <laughs> he he has his job. Nothing about his professional situation has changed. They asked him point blank, like, do you have you lost sleep over this? Are you depressed? Are you blah blah blah? He's yeah. like, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, uh, has your work situation changed? Not at no. Do people think of you differently? Have do wrestlers treat Not you really. differently at work? Nope. No. 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 <laughs> What's the one thing that happened? oh, well, the podcast came out during American Thanksgiving. And he's like, well, I heard about it on the Sunday of Thanksgiving and somebody said something mean about me on Twitter and it just like, ruined my ability to be able to focus on turkey dinner with my family. Yeah, shitty kitty so motherfucker. You're suing for fucking millions of dollars because you had one bad day where you couldn't think about
2: turkey dinner. Yeah. Fucking boo-hoo, piece yeah. of shit asshole. Yeah, shitty kitty motherfucker. It's not, no, one, no one's crying for you, Chris. Uh, but this week, Justin, uh, Colt Cabana also involved in this lawsuit. Yeah, because, and, and this is. Which seems insane. Yeah, I me. mean,
1: this is kind of the big interest of this suit is like, they are holding Colt Cabana personally responsible as the interviewer, right? The platform it came out on for things that he, his subject said, which yeah. means, like, you know, I that you and I, or anyone who does digital content, if we interview somebody and then publish it, we are liable, liable for anything that anyone says on
2: our platform. Ugh. which... It's crazy. Absolutely, which is it's nice that the ruling did go the way it did. And according the of their peers, Colt Caban and CM Punk both found innocent on all charges.
1: Victorious.
2: So, how did you feel when this news comes out that he, there, they're off scot free? I did. It wasn't really a surprise to me.
1: Okay, yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's hard to say it wasn't a surprise because, like, we, who the, Amer- knows? the American yeah. legal system can go any number of ways. Sure. I didn't yeah. think Hulk Hogan was going to win the yeah, lawsuit. No, suit. certainly not. And he fucking leg dropped them to death. <laughs> One, two, three, brother. So, so you know, clearly. Juries can go a number of different ways, but when if you followed the trial, which I was doing my best to, yeah. there was only really one website that had sent anybody there to cover it. Yeah, and beyond uh, that, Wrestle it, zone, yeah. I think it and was. And beyond yeah. that, it had some just local coverage from like the newspaper and wherever it was being Did you held. see the,
2: the interview with Punk right after the verdict? I did not. Uh, something that really stuck out to me here because there's been rumors for years that him and Colt Cabana have had a falling out since this happened. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really nice where he was like, they read Colt's verdict first, or he first to him as Scott. He's like, they read Scott's verdict first, and... I was so worried about my buddy, and when when they said he was innocent, the weight was already off my shoulders. I thought that was really special, and that they're the relationship, which has been well documented throughout many different uh, trials and wrestling. You know, one of the seminal feuds on the indies for years, uh, or matches at least, and very nice to to know that they are at least on good terms now. So, Justin, that is not CM Punk's only challenge this week. No, he, because he, this was going on ugh.
1: all week long as he's trying to cut weight on like. The last week of training before he fights on Saturday
2: night. Yeah, he's fighting uh, Mike the Truth Jackson this Saturday at UFC 225. And uh, I think a lot of people. And like the truth prevailed in court. Maybe it will. <laughs> maybe, maybe it will in the ring, too. I hadn't thought of that. So either CM
1: Punk is going to go 2 0 this week or the truth is going 2 0. <laughs> either way.
2: It's a victory for bad Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, wow. uh, Foley's not in the match, man. Come on. Ah,
2: very good. Uh, Jimo. when we, you're you're That'd not... That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd be more into it. Uh, j no, you're... If... Cactus Jack came in in the middle of a UFC fight. Oh, I wouldn't like it because I'd feel bad for Mike Jackson and CM Punk who would get fucked up by yeah, Cactus, absolutely. let's be uh, No, Justin, you're you're not much of an MMA fan. I think some of the big fights you sort of get interested in is like a big event. Oh, like when GSP came back sure. or like if Brock is fighting. Yeah, the, the real I don't, ones. I
1: don't even want to watch Brock fight. I'm just curious how he will do. Right. All, because y- how like it affects his perception as a pro wrestler. Undeniably.
2: Basically. When CM Punk fights So you say GSP pulls you in Brock pulls you in Does CM Punk have any of that Pull for you When he goes over Into that world No it's like It's more of a sideshow Okay know? yeah
1: In that way it feels like A Bellator sort of thing Because that's their yeah. Whole appeal is like That's funny that you know that But the, yeah totally What's the weirdest thing We can book uh, Or I, that was their thing For a time I'm before, so surprised like, That you know this Before yeah. people like Died in their ring <laughs> Yeah
2: Kimbo and I, Dada Yeah <laughs> They
1: literally both died
2: Dada 5000 had a heart attack Yeah <laughs> like this is, In the ring <laughs> Uh, Shocking. Uh,
1: so you know it feels more in line with that but I mean also it, it clearly it, there's interest there. you know yeah. there's a curiosity see like what's this guy been up to since he left totally. WWE? How's he gonna fare? Clearly though, after just seeing him get destroyed by Mickey Gall, the interest is much
2: less. It's so interesting, so. though. As somebody who... I feel like I have a foot sort of in both in both camps as I follow MMA very closely, too. The the fan base and the media are covering Punk in such a different way in this one. I don't know how much the court case has sort of given them this goodwill, but it feels like people are really in his corner this time, relative to last time. Like, they've seen this guy get just embarrassed on the biggest stage and that he's, like, gotten back up again and he's going to give another kick at the can. I think people are, like, genuinely respecting the guy this time. Well, it's time.
1: like resiliency, you know? You want to see that in any fighter. Uh, definitely, yeah. The ability yeah. to kind of point. scrape yourself up off the mat and get back out there and do it all again, even even if you don't <laughs> belong there. Uh, yeah, right. and I
2: mean, he doesn't. That's that's the 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 long, long. and short of it. Uh, it, it. It's it's interesting to me, though, J-Mo, as, as this all relates, because people, inevitably, all these interviews leading up, there's been questions about if he's going to appear at All In after this, saying, you know, you've you've got the WWE thing, cut and taken care of, you've got your fight this weekend, are you going to be at All In? And he is just flatly now, saying... Now,
1: here's the thing, though. This, okay, you say what he said.
2: Well, he just keeps saying, no, I am not, you know, all this sort of thing. But Punk is such a pro wrestler so innately when I see him talk and he looks in the camera he's like no I'm telling you there's no way I'm such a mark that it only ramps me up being like Is he going to be there? Because if he was going
1: to be there, it's clearly a surprise. (laughs) Right. And so a fucking interview where he's like literally just walked out of court. Right. Is not the place where he's going to be like, by the way, look for me, September 1st at All In. (laughs) The
2: best in the world is All In.
1: Yeah. I mean, Cody has said things that are kind of... Quizzical, also that make me feel like it is still going to happen. Uh, what, well, like what? But, uh, let me just see if
2: I can find this. Sure, okay. Uh, but but for me, the the appeal to all land, especially in Chicago, with even a CM Punk appearance, it goes from something that I think is going to be you know special to something that is seismic even if he just comes out there cuts a promo and cuz to me that's just some acknowledgement of him not having to completely cut ties with the wrestling world do you know what i mean it's like it's like this glimmer of hope that maybe one day he will come back cuz as much as i dig having him back in the media just relative to a UFC fight it's nothing compared to watching him wrestle which i am dying to see again
1: okay so here's Cody Rhodes okay he says we want him to win his fight against Mike Jackson on June 9th first and foremost we want him to win his fight I want to go, but it's Chicago, so obviously there were discussions of punk. On the same, you know, different side of the coin is, that's cheating. We said we could draw 10,000 people. Let me draw 10,000 people. So I told someone, I said, we're not going to tell you if Punk's on the show. And they're like, aw, they're milking it. No, we're not. I'm not going to tell you. It's ours to draw or not draw. And if Punk wanted to be a part of it or wants to be a part of it, of course, he's unbelievably welcome. His city and the wrestling world never, ever has given up on Punk. Never has given up on Punk. That's to speak to the body of work and equity he had with him. Wow. So who knows?
2: Well said by Cody, Cody.
1: Rhodes there? So that kind of seems like, well, I don't know. Like, How really? does it adjust the
2: experience for you if he's there?
1: I mean, I think, I think if he is there, we've talked about it, that I don't know that he'd necessarily work a match. That might be the angle that comes out of it to set up all in too. But do you think he's going to win this fight? No. <clears throat> but yeah. I am cheering for and him. And I don't think he's going to either. And then... If he doesn't, are we ever interested in seeing another CM Punk MMA fight again? Because if he can't beat like the lesser opponent that they've lined up for him,
2: he can't fight the lesser opponent. Beat the lesser opponent in the UFC. If he went to like a regional that they showed on UFC Fight Pass, their online streaming service, and he yeah. could fight like some actual people who are just starting out, and maybe someone around his age. Maybe he fights the Coffee Boss. David Booker, my guy. (laughs) JMO, that's it for round number one. (laughs) I am going to jump now into a game. Called keep it or kick it. Oh yeah, James. James, do you know how keep it or kick it works? I think I'm familiar. Do you want to explain it to the people? Yeah,
1: every single week you or you know most weeks, anyways. It's it's a it's a game that comes and goes. Sometimes, yeah. You uh, draft up a list of 20 to 25 or so uh, ideas, mm-hmm. things that you just want to float out. That's Possible, right. possible booking scenarios, uh, people coming back, people leaving. Yes. All these different things, and you ask me the key question. Do I want to keep it or or kick it? Kicking it, of course, means I hate it. I want to get it out of here. Keeping it, of course, means I think it's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Let's (laughs) see more of that. So, with that said, it's time to hit the
2: music. Justin, keep it or kick it. Austin Aries returning to WWE.
1: Uh, kick it. If they're only going to put him back in the cruiserweight division, I think he's better doing what he's doing right now, man. He is lifting up impact.
2: Neville joining Bullet Club. Ooh,
1: well, he'd have to get out of his frozen contract. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's possible for him right now. Sure. Is uh, he
2: not just sitting inactive? Like it's the like time?
1: it's like the Daniel Bryan thing. If he doesn't work, the contract doesn't advance. Oh, bugger. So he's got another year on that, and they're just going to freeze him out. as oh, long as Lord. They keep having these conversations like, oh, things appear to be progressing. He might come back and then it just falls apart again. So <sighs> would I want to see that? Yes, keep it. Do I think it's possible? No, kick it.
2: Dalton Castle to NXT by the end of 2018. Keep it. A Mick Foley GM return.
1: Mm, kick it.
2: Omega Though caught... they
1: do need to change. Yeah. Kurt, Kurt cannot continue. No, I have to agree with you.
2: Uh, Omega caught a five headlining all in.
1: Yeah? Yeah. I mean, All In seems to be this card where you see these matches that you'd never get to see somewhere else. Right. So I don't know that that's the best use of either of those guys. Sure. And, having like, would I want to see it? Absolutely. Yeah. It's it a the,
2: worthy headliner.
1: Yeah. So in that sense, I don't know. Like, would you rather see... Omega Okada 5 or, like, Okada versus Mysterio?
2: Okada Mysterio.
1: Yeah, probably. If me for,
2: I mean, like, there's always going to be something in this tour to be able to be like, I saw an Omega Okada. But you're watching them. You're getting that experience. I, I think I said on the show the other week that I was surprised at sort of the lukewarm reception to Okada Mysterio. I thought that that was, like... I, like you said, I think All it's, In needs to be it's these dr- like, meetups. It's an up. impossible
1: dream match that you're never going to see anywhere else. Yeah,
2: so I don't know. Maybe I'll take flack for this. But if I were going and going to be in the arena, I'm not dying to see those two wrestle each other. Because by that point, you'll have seen it four times. But it's definitely a worthy headliner by any match.
1: I fully agree with you. And in that sense, I'm going to say kick it.
2: Top marks covering CZW pay-per-views. Oh,
1: wow. Do they have pay-per-views? Yeah. Yeah? Every month? No, uh, four a year. Four per year? Yeah. Sure, yeah.
2: Yeah, keep it. Let's yes. do it. Uh, do you want to do a bonus episode of Tournament of Death?
1: I don't know about that.
2: Okay, uh, Gilberg <laughs> resurrecting.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean it came out this week. that Gil
2: died. I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: he uh, <laughs> he he's he just he passed away unfortunately. Well, good. He uh, had a, a kind of vocal modulation disorder, <laughs> which is why he never sounded, sounded the, the same, same way <laughs> twice. And uh, it was terminal. He he died.
2: Gil having a resurrection. Uh,
1: keep it. It's it's wrestling is comics. No one's ever really dead.
2: Pete Dunne versus Velveteen Dream for the UK Championship. Ooh, keep it. Cassius Ono call up by the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. because like,
1: is he just gonna be in NXT forever? Is he gonna be like one of the, like a like a player coach sort of
2: thing? That's always kind of the sense I've gotten, to be honest.
1: Which isn't the worst use of him. No, like it's 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 probably pivotal to have somebody like that there. He's kind of perfect for the the training portion. Like, talk about a guy who can do everything in ring. At the same time, like, I love the guy. Would love to see him on TV. Uh, and Rock definitely use people that people are interested
2: to yeah, see oh right shit. now. So Akashia, someone to call up? Keep it. Roman Reigns answering the Seth Rollins open challenge. Ooh, yeah, absolutely, dude. Man, I no I'm, brainer, I'm right? like
1: neck and neck I have a hard time, if you were to ask me what is the best WWE match of this, like era. Sure. It's like everybody will point to twenty fifteen Royal Rumble. Mm. I honestly think Seth and Roman it's, at Money in the Bank might be
2: better. It's really good. There, there's no denying it.
1: It is clearly like the best singles match on the main roster since Punk, Punk, Cena, Cena. I think
2: on the main roster. Yeah, I think you could really make that case. Uh, I'd have to maybe think about it a bit more, but I, I don't think that's like insane or anything. So
1: yeah, keep it for sure.
2: No way, Jose. <sighs> <sighs> you know the answer in your heart.
1: I know, but like you know, it. but when we went to that house show last yeah. summer. It's such a good act for yeah. a live show. Unquestionably. As the opener, he's always going to get you fired up. You're going to feel so good after that. Yep. And like I, I don't understand how crowds can be so into him in person. And then <laughs> just, on TV, it's just nothing. Just dead. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, I know in my heart that the answer is kick it. But part of me wants to say keep it because, like, I've seen it work. I've been a yeah. part of it. Yeah, I've, I've caught the fever, bud. I've clapped. I've sang. I've danced to it. It's fun. He's fun. So, he's a he's a good worker too. Like he could be repackaged into something else.
2: He's bigger than you think. Too, yeah, which oh, I think for, is interesting. for sure. So no way, Jose. Or or like turn him heel, make him just like huh. this killer. This like that could be interesting. Yeah. It would be it'd be kind of jarring. They'd have to do it right, you know what I mean? Like if he just showed up and was a dickhead all of a sudden, it make no I sense. I mean,
1: John and Way always joke about the fact that he should be like a Colombian drug dealer or something. <laughs> Which, like, I honestly—that's pretty good. I think actually. there's something to yeah, that. Like, I actually, that could work really I well. So yeah,
2: let's keep him. Samoa Joe versus
1: Biggie. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Give give it to me. You know, we talked about during after the draft all these possible Haas battles on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest ones for sure, so I absolutely would keep that.
2: Canadian Destroyers. Keep it. Tommaso Ciampa's entrance gear. So you know that like big jacket wear, sort of military-looking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think of that? I like it. It's I, intimidating. Normally, I try to not jump in on the keep it or kick it. But this is one that I feel kind of strongly about. I don't. I don't feel like it fits him for some reason. I don't. I like the jacket itself. He needs,
1: but... I feel like he's such a like small man. Otherwise, okay. Yeah, he needs something visually to seem intimidating. I think. Yeah, maybe I. I mean, he just looks mean. Obviously, and he's a great heel. Don't sure, get me wrong. Yeah, one of the best. But yeah, he needs some kind of entrance gear. And I don't know. I feel like militarized stuff gets overplayed a lot. Yeah, obviously with like authors of pain and yeah, you know... Uh, but yeah, I I don't, I don't mind it. I like it. Paige is SmackDown GM. It's been up and down, but I I think the ups are more than the downs. I
2: I think I thought she'd be better.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: but she's not doing horribly. I don't think
1: uh, she's not, she's not, she's not even on the show. Right. So most weeks it feels, uh, but like, do I prefer her to Kurt Angle? 100%. Definitely. Right. Absolutely. So? So
2: keep it. Goldust headlining next year's hall of fame class. That means
1: he's retiring. Yeah. I'm gonna say kick that then, but Gold Dust as Raw General Manager. That's interesting. Keep that. TJP, keep it. I I think like he's he's limit. Like his upside is not. Yeah. Like, he he's not... He can't talk on mic. But his in-ring is... But his in-ring is, in-ring is spectacular.
2: There's uh, always going to be room for that. People underrate his in-ring to such an insane degree to me. Like, I, when you see him and Grand Metalik in any capacity in the ring together, those guys refuse to do anything spectacular. But kill. Spectacular. Uh, the idea that Naito is the coolest LIJ member... <laughs>
1: Yeah, you you want to say evil or someone? I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering what you think. I think I, yeah, I think Naito is for sure the coolest. I like I like Hiromu also, but uh, yeah, Naito,
2: he's the greatest. I love the guy. Keep, keep it. it. Matt Riddle never signing with WWE. Mm.
1: I mean, I we've I've talked in the past about wanting him to be kind of like a modern Ken Shamrock right. sort of thing. Yeah, like a, a just lethal. Competitor, sort of gimmick. Yep. And that could work well, but he could also probably make a really fruitful go of it on the Indies in this current structure as well. So, uh, you know, would I rather see him be a killer on the Indies than watch him get like a comedy gimmick in WWE? Get lost in the mid-card. Absolutely. Card, yeah. So, yeah, keep it,
2: sure. And finally, Brock Lesnar as the Intercontinental Champion. K- kick it. <laughs> Brock, Brock touching any kind of gold.
1: Uh,. <laughs> it's is it's just so it's I'm done I'm done I and can't, that can't do it anymore. We'll keep it or kick it. Probably the longest keep it or kick it we've ever had because those were some meaty topics to discuss, my friend. Thank you. And you now know, that it's been well.
2: uh, and now that it's been kept or kicked, we'll jump on in to round, round number two. two. Numero dos. <laughs> <laughs> round two fight. More like Monday night. Rarely good. Am I right, j More like
1: Monday Night Flaw.
2: <laughs> Whoa, hello. Way better than mine. Yeah, <laughs> okay. there we go. Do you have any other uh, plays on it being poor that you'd like to get out of the way? More
1: like Monday Night Caca. Okay, hello. Like it's shit, bud. Oh, okay.
2: Well, now that Punday Night Raw is over, I guess we uh, get into the round. Uh That was the best. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, Yeah. thanks. You had to listen to a smile from him, ladies and gentlemen. Something that doesn't translate very well on the podcast, but he did grin when I made that joke. Yeah, yeah. Which is
1: the uh, the (laughs) nonverbal equivalent of being like, "That's funny."
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's uh, you sit with like a table of comedians. It's like, oh yeah, that was really funny. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Wow. Thank you. Yeah. There's a way to do that. You laugh. Mm -hmm. It's. I think. I think it's actually served me well in life that like I'm really easy to make laugh. I'm sure you know this pretty pretty well, uh, both on the show and in real life. Yeah, I, think I just it, said numero dos, and you were like... <laughs> it was really funny, though, when you said that. And I think I think people like feeling funny, and so, like, finding things funny is good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, into what? Monday Night Raw. Not funny, not no, good. No, not funny at all. j what's going on? Okay, let, let's start at the top of the card, maybe. Uh, wh- what's going on with, with the, the universal title? This needs to be the, the spotlight of why you're watching Monday Night Raw, right? And, mm-hmm. and I think we both know what the problem there is, but do you want to elaborate on why you're not as into the title? I mean, like... Brock's not there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, he's never over there, <laughs> he's not gonna be there until SummerSlam, which is so far away. <sighs>
2: Yo, when is SummerSlam? Uh, end of August.
1: Oh, it's my typically God. like last weekend or second to last weekend of August.
2: How can that be? How can the belt not be on the show for and what was for last time that long? Song? And it's only because of
1: Punk. Yeah, t- because like literally the only reason that I can think of why you wouldn't make this title change at WrestleMania and just like give Roman the belt finally even though no one wants that either
2: I'll go on the record at this point as wanting Roman Reigns to hold the belt
1: Yeah like I yeah. mean it's the lesser of two evils Yeah
2: if you're if you're saying Josh do you want Roman Reigns to hold the belt or Brock Lesnar to hold the belt I'm no Roman Reigns guy but I, I, I would. T- you could put the belt on Bo Dallas, as far as I'm concerned, and do less as damage long to it. There, that's right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just wanted to get that question out of the way. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So true. you think they want to beat the punk record?
1: That's the only oh. conceivable
2: thing. And dude, it's gonna happen. It's gonna oh. happen next week. Is it next week? Yeah. Can I tell you something, JMO? I seldom do. I get too tied into like these sort of things that I would count as like extracurriculars in wrestling Mm -hmm. am i just a giant mark that i will be like legitimately bummed out that punk doesn't hold that record anymore Yeah, because
1: you don't have to think of it that way because because
2: this universal title
1: is meaningless it means dick compared to the wwe title exactly yeah Yeah. so unless they're gonna give aj a 444 day reign he's had quite the reign since he took it off gender though hasn't he it's been a little while, but it hasn't even been probably no. half a year no, yet. no, mind no, no, no. more yeah. than a year. For sure. So and and then to not like you could you can't do that, because if Nakamura never wins the belt, then like Nakamura's done, basically, you know. Yeah, I don't
2: know where you would go from the heat. I mean it's
1: great he's a great heel act right now, but unless he's the champion at some point, he's
2: gotta win this title. Yeah, I think I I thought he was I think I predicted him to win at um whatever the last time those two came to blows with one another so was. Ultimately, like Punk had more title defenses
1: probably in a fucking month and a half. Yeah. (laughs) In six weeks.
2: Have I talked about it on the show before? Then
1: Brock has had in like the whole time that he's been champion. So who fucking cares if technically he broke the record? The record only means as much as you want it to mean. As it means to you. And
2: Brock's reign means nothing to me. So who fucking cares? It's so strange that, you know, I feel like they've done so. They've undone Goodwill with Brock because I feel like it wasn't that long ago. Him and Samoa Joe had that, you know, great build between mostly Heyman and Joe. But but I was very pumped if you recall for for Joe and Brock. Not and a I bad that, match. No, I mean a short match, but I thought it delivered in spades. I yeah, really enjoyed a that. A short match because yeah,
1: everybody had to take one f five and then be pinned, <sighs> except Roman. Who took like five? No more than that at Greatest Royal Rumble. Seven, seven, I
2: think seven or eight. Yeah, just so I mean, barely even. So is it. Roman
1: eight times the man that Samoa Joe is? I mean, to is WWE he seven times the guy that Braun is. Like, is he seven times the guy AJ Styles is? Like, yeah, these like are... it just makes none of this booking makes any sense.
2: So there's our problem with the singles. Top of the card, men's division. So let's move down the card a little bit. I think we both agree the IC title is still healthy. Yeah, the- dude,
1: Seth is the star. Seth should be universal champion right now. That's the problem with the show. <laughs>
2: you're wearing the Rollins shirt right now, which makes sense. I, I don't want to take away from Seth here at all, because I think I admitted on the show last week how much I think he's done for this. I really think you still have to pat Miz on the back for what he did to that IC title. I for think- sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right when you say that is... The the belt, so I think I think your IC division, the gender match, didn't do worlds for, it, but an open challenge helps nurse this. Like, yeah, obviously
1: Miz got the belt to be kind of reputable. I don't I don't dispute that. Right. Yeah. But like Miz, as good as he is, and I do think he's one of the best heels going. Yeah. He was not a star on the level that Seth is a star right now.
2: That's interesting. Uh, I have to think about. I think they're in comparable spaces. I do you don't know think it? so. You think I, Seth? I yeah. think
1: Seth is clear cut the number one in the company at the moment. Yeah, I, mean, I would never put Miz there.
2: No, I felt like on SmackDown last year, I would have had Miz at number one uh, for for a while there when he was running parallel to like Dean. Like and a Bre. year and a half ago. That's right. Yeah, but but I. I, I Whatever it is, I think we can both admit you sort of be splitting differences. They both have managed to be the guy on their respective show at one point in time, holding a belt that is atypically number two or even three in moments. So, like, the Seth stuff right now on Raw works for me. Yeah. And, 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 and to a lesser extent, even the
1: Roman stuff right now works for me. I think Jinder has done a very good job yeah. over the last month and a half.
2: Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I'm curious how the match is going to play out, but that's a And, like, question. Seth
1: versus Jinder a couple weeks ago, I thought that was very good. Like, I have enjoyed, right. and, and even, we talked about this last week, Seth being put in the position of having to be... What Dean was for a long time when Seth was yeah. a heel, Roman Reigns' best friend. Like it's <laughs> <Of> not, <course. laughs> it's not bad though. It's working. That is that is working. Yeah. But the problem is it's the only thing on the show that works. Yes. So and move. this is a three-hour slog every fucking week. And man, I gotta tell you, like I don't want not to like skip over breaking down every single element of sure. the show. Yeah. 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 I feel done with Raw. Wow. I'm, I'm like, Seth is my guy. Yes, that's So, for me job. to point at that show that has my favorite wrestler on it, as clicking a Jewel, clicking at a level that he has never been at before. Agreed, yeah. For me to look at that show and be like, I'm done. I don't need this anymore. That does speak volumes, eh?
2: So so what does this mean for your watching habits? I think the, the reveal, if you want to reveal it here, is that you haven't been watching Raw, yes?
1: I, I have been watching segments of Raw. Right. I have been watching uh, Raw on YouTube a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Uh, like the only time, because look, if I wasn't watching Raw at the bar when I was working it, yeah. I on the, those rare occasions, I would come home, I would find a stream of the show, sure. and I would watch that after the fact. Do I still track down a stream? Yes, but not to watch the entire show, Mm. to watch, like, the Seth, Roman, Jinder. The stuff that you know is working.
2: Braun, maybe sometimes. Yeah, Braun, Braun Finn. How about the B-Team? Have you been watching their emergence a little bit? I've I've followed that through YouTube. Okay, It doesn't do a lot for me. No way. It's a a
1: good comedy act. Yeah. But, like, they're getting the title shot at the pay-per-view. It's... why would, why would I care about that beyond the meta level of seeing Bo versus
2: Bray? <sighs> Jamie it's so funny. And th- this is why we're the hashtag good friends. Because this week, oh, God, I think we've both been extremely busy. We haven't touched base on a bunch of this stuff. And it's so funny sometimes how much I feel like we're on the same page. Because I see a lot of love for the B team coming out. Oh, I, look,
1: I, I, uh, I'm one of the rare people who will say I'm not that <laughs> Uh, the barbecue segment, like I liked <laughs> that. Was funny, that. Kid, funny, funny. I, liked, I didn't. I didn't hate it. I. I think we all knew it was headed to a food fight. Yep. Those segments always do. Yeah. I thought it was fun though.
2: I. I just like to say though.
1: And there are people who will say that is the worst thing that Raw has done over the last month. and I can't the, agree a bit. With that. And that is far from the truth.
2: I'd like to say this, though, and I think people might really take umbrage with me for this, but it, but it is how I feel. When I watch the B-team in this push, I really do feel like it's a poor man's version of what Heath and Rhino did for the inaugural SmackDown tag belt. Fully agree. I, I don't... I just can't connect with that. And I'm especially not when si- you
1: have Heath and Rhino sitting there.
2: It, it, it's so, like... I, I don't know... And again, I think Bo Dallas especially eating is... bologna sandwiches or whatever. It's, I thought he was really funny at the end yeah. of that segment, just sitting there eating the sandwiches. But... Uh, Rhino, I mean. But yeah. I, I thought... I, I, and I do think Bo Dallas is delivering in the role. I, I frankly don't think Curtis Axel is. I know that some people think he has like sort of this inverse dorkiness that sort of works to this gimmick. He kind of takes me out of it, to be clear, if, to be honest. I feel like Bo is like kind of naturally funny and has like a good sort of quote unquote loser thing going mm-hmm. for him. Like he can be an upstart. I don't feel like him and Curtis is the best pairing, and I, I'm not that into the B team. I feel very on the outs with that. I feel like a lot of people are sort of like, all that goodwill that was behind Heath and Rhino then, which I did share in, I feel like people have now for the B-Time, and I'm not there, so I feel like the Raw tag division, where is AOP? Like what? what? Apparently
1: one of the guys in Authors of Pain is having some sort of visa issue. Oh. And so he can't travel every week, and that's why he hasn't been there, and they haven't been on TV.
2: Okay, that actually makes me feel a little bit better about it, because it's been... It's not not—it's
1: not that there's no interest in putting them on the show. Right. But then at the same time, you've clearly reduced this entire division, including Bray and Matt, yep. unfortunately, yep. to comedy acts. In, entirely. that That's the, so, the revival. They,
2: so, the revival should not be a funny act. No. like The thing is that they take this shit seriously. So
1: you're going to bring in AOP into a division that they don't belong in. They belong on SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, the, it couldn't be
2: more frustrating to me seeing that. And I mean, so-
1: look, like SmackDown is in a bit of a rut right now also. I've found this whole build to, to Money in the Bank to be too long. There's been too yeah. big of a break between we had too much content coming out of WrestleMania yep. between Greatest Royal Rumble and then Backlash, yeah, backlash. Two weeks after that, and, I think uh, that like there was too much stuff going on then, and now, and now, we're in like a dead zone where it's been six weeks of nothing, barren, and like, and like it works for SmackDown because it's a two-hour show that can plot stuff out over that time, and, and I think by and large it's still been good week to week. There's
2: also enough people on SmackDown who can deliver promos, Yes. and that say what you want it matters a lot on the television because they don't give away the big match with the clean finish you so you need, need a good talker of course that's need. why Elias is a star on Raw right now yeah. it's not the wrestling Elias Miz like there are many examples of this and and for the television that's just a truth people don't want to say you're not getting the 25 minute match with the clean finish on TV so you need the characters you need the promos and there's just Smackdown has enough of that and again the two hours I'm not saying anything people don't know but the two hours just makes it so much more palatable getting mm-hmm. home getting home and IPVR it so I can get through Smackdown in an hour twenty. You but know, I feel 30 like just
1: television is the problem right now. And this is only going to get worse because of this Fox deal that they signed for SmackDown. Yeah. SmackDown is going to move to Friday nights. Oh, no. It might become three hours long. Oh. And, and because because so much of the money is going into TV rights... The incentive to hold big stuff for pay per view on the network, like the network value is about to diminish greatly outside of the fact that it's still the vault, the, the archive, the yeah, library, yeah, yeah. has some original content that you might want to see. But, like, even NXT, man, there is a possibility that all of the problems no. that we have right now <laughs> no. with Raw and to a lesser degree SmackDown will become NXT problems too because. Triple H keeps playing coy. He keeps being asked about what is the future? What is the broadcast future oh. of NXT? And he refuses to give a firm answer because they are clearly having conversations either with NBC Universal or Fox or any number fuck of me. other broadcasters that NXT could move to television. Is this real? Yes. Oh fuck me. And if that happens then like everybody says like fuck I'm done with Raw but at least I have NXT.
2: Can I stop? If NXT became oh. two
1: hours long, or if NXT was still an hour but had ads that made it shorter than it is right now, it I, wouldn't
2: be as good. No, I I don't think you're watching NXT every week right now. Yeah, I'm not. No. I mean, I it, wish I was. It is. I really, if you're if you're listening right now, I really couldn't recommend it enough. I feel like a couple years ago, everyone was watching NXT and like relishing in how good it is. And I, I'm here with the beacon, being like, guys, it is.
1: It's, it's just wild. as good right now, if not better.
2: I am enjoying the hell out of NXT. I've dropped off on 205 Live. I haven't watched in three weeks now. Besides, I watched the uh, Buddy Murphy Mustafa Ali match because enough people said no, that it was. good. I'm
1: way behind, but here's the thing. Yeah. If I wanted to, I could catch up on a yeah. month and a half of NXT in the time that it takes me to watch Raw and SmackDown.
2: Isn't that something, eh? Like, that is that tells you the tale right there. Do, do you think I'll watch The Go Home this week for TakeOver? Dude, I'll probably watch six episodes in a <laughs> row before TakeOver. Are you watching TakeOver at my home next week? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he wants to be staying on the show, but we have a listener who's uh, driving and going to be watching with us at the oh, at, yeah. uh, at Beard How 5, which I'm very excited for. Yeah. Um, so, Justin, if NXT goes to broadcast television, I'm just going to tell you right now, w- won't that hurt the network's worth? Probably.
1: But they clearly don't care as much about the network right now yeah. when you can get a fucking billion dollars from
2: television. Gosh, I would be so bummed if NXT moved to network television, even if they still simulcast it on the network. Just those TV breaks. Like so much of what I like about NXT is is the format. You know, it's mm-hmm. what is more digestible in the world of wrestling? There's really very little that is going to be A more worthwhile one hour spent. And
1: satisfactory and, like... Uh, Definitely. Yeah.
2: Even the shitty stuff. Like, I, I don't care much for when they were pushing Sabatelli, like, that sort of thing. But, like... Birch and Lorkin are, are captivating. Mean, and it, like Lacey Evans right now. No question. She's great. Like there, there's a look l- how far she has come. Shocking in man. like six months. Some people just can can get the bugs. So so Jamma, what, what would it take for them to, to get you back into the Monday Night Raw fold? Is there something that you think would, would sort of kickstart? I'll say this. It, would need, it would need to feel belt.
1: important. Here's yeah. the thing nothing happens. Yeah. Nothing is happening because Brock's not even there. We're in a fucking hole. like we are looking like. Likely to get Brock versus Roman 4. Please. I wanted to say 3 because I forgot the greatest Royal Rumble even happened. Right. Yeah. Brock Roman 4 as the main event <laughs> of SummerSlam. If you have any interest in that? Oh, th- yeah, th- that yeah. that is what we're building towards for the entire summer as- again? Ask me what my interest from 1 to 10 is in that match. 1 to 10. What are you feeling?
2: 10. No, I mean, I'm being 100% serious here. I'm trying not to be hyperbolic or joking at all. It, there's no way. There's nothing they could do that would bring it above a three for me.
1: There just isn't. I would rather die than see that match again. <laughs> like,
2: unless unless
1: we know that, like, Brock's got the contract, or Braun's got the contract for Money in the Bank. He's cashing in. It's a triple threat instead. Yeah, I've seen that I floated. cannot see a one-on-one match with them again. I
2: just can't. <laughs> And that was 15 minutes. JMO. we're going to jump into a brand new segment. Yeah. A brand new segment. I'm going to deal you out one of these 20 packs of TNA cards at random, okay? We're both going to open one?
1: Yes. Okay, I'm going to deal with out. We, we Can you tell them of, what's on the cover of this? We're episode? kind of ruining it because this was supposed to be video content. And, and there will be video to come. Obviously, uh, you cannot see what we're going to do here. Uh, But we're going to open some packs, a couple packs You're a
2: play-by-play guy. Yeah, I can do it. How about I open one and you do the play-by-play? Sure. But first, I need to intro, because I named this segment. Yeah? Yeah, there's no music for it, but I've named this segment. It's probably not going to be returning, but this up next is... Josh Custodio and Justin Morris, aka the hashtag good friends, the hosts of Top Marks, open 2009 TNA Impact Trading Cards. Uh,
1: I feel like that needs some work. I'll workshop it I, know, I have an idea. Can I give you? Yeah,
2: float it, please.
1: What's in the cards? Hey,
2: what's in the cards? I love it, Jamal. Well, this is why you're the master of marketing the women's, Brian. Or, like Brian, the lady's choice. Top of the card. Top cards? Top of the cards? Top of the card. Yeah. Okay, are you opening yours? Yeah. Okay, you open yours and I'm gonna do play by play. Okay. Uh, Justin is taking his very sexy hands and opening this gorgeous card oh sorry, I over sexualized okay. it it's okay. instantly. That's okay. okay. Yeah, and you're the Mark Madden of he's... card commentary. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay, Jay, what do we got? I've here? got I've got uh I've got Five cards. Okay, five total cards in his hand. Ladies and gentlemen, just to be clear here, JMo, on the cover of this pack, they advertise Kurt Angle, Mick Foley, and Sting. So I'm thinking uh, you've definitely got one of those three, right?
1: I hope so. Okay, who's card number card one? Card number one is Beer Money Inc. <laughs> okay,
2: so we've got, of course, the, the tag team of James Storm and another fellow whose name is completely escaping me right Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode. Oh, yeah, him. Uh, not really ringing Bobby Roode
1: with long hair. Looks very weird.
2: Uh, do you remember much about Beer Money, JMo? Uh,
1: no, not really. I, I mean, I've heard a lot about it, but I don't really watch TNA at this
2: time uh, can I give a little bit of background info Well,
1: to I, I give you some background info from the back of this card
2: <laughs> what does it say
1: the tag team division within TNA was altered significantly in mid 2008 when cowboy James Storm oh, yeah. and Robert
3: Rude That's his name.
1: formed Beer Money Inc okay. a classic union of two skilled grapplers each driven by personal goals and team <laughs> success yeah. wins mean more money which pleases <laughs> Robert Rude to no end and more money means better quality beer, which is Storm's sole reason to wrestle. <laughs> better quality beer, his sole reason to wrestle. That's fantastic. Uh,
2: so beer money. Uh, oh, they are. Oh, I was going to talk about the shirt. Okay. They're wearing the shirt here. This was like a, a piece of, it was just a white shirt that said beer money on it. You'd see it in the
1: cards. And then they, it says place the tag belts here, which is kind of a, a rip on the champs here. Correct. Uh, card, of course, that... Uh, the Zena was, uh, that Cena Cena was Cena. wearing
2: I'll also say that beer money Bizarrely over at uh, a point in their career I don't know if it was 2009 but, but hugely over Really? Yeah Alright
1: well uh, card number two here mm-hmm. Is a TNA then and now card <laughs> Which means it's a photo of a TNA wrestler As a baby <laughs> And the wrestler in question <laughs> Is Alex Shelley Who I've never heard of uh, look <laughs> you need to see this card guys this is he is a hideous baby well, we're gonna post this on the twitter feed
2: this is this is a disgusting baby how uh, is his face we, so small I don't know, he has got like some, a, a giant head and a very small face
1: we've got some stats here though on alex shelley oh yeah sure uh his high school was detroit catholic central class just of 2001 okay his favorite high school memory was art school so that's a, that's not really it's a different school. I don't know if he meant class. Yeah, okay. Uh, his childhood memory was being with my family. A very, <laughs> very classic memory there. I think we all have that. Yeah. Uh, his favorite childhood food was uh, barbecue.
0: Oh my god. His
1: favorite childhood vacation was to Candlestick Park in San Francisco.
2: Well, I've got to say Alex Shelley's extremely... Poor. Who would have thought he... Do you know who he goes on to become? Is this, I have uh, no idea. Uh, he's um, the, the ROH guy. Uh, Motor City Machine Guns. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, him and uh, um, Chris Saban are huh. the Motor City Machine Guns. Oh, right. Uh So, uh, you know, I think those are sort of like stalwart guys that some people respect. I'm going to be 100% honest. He's holding the the belt in this. Oh, X-Division, okay. uh, Ah, I have no recollection of Alex Shelley. Zero whatsoever. Okay, we've got another tag
1: team card here to go with Beer Money, Inc. And this one is a little bit better, I think. This is... Team
2: 3D. Hey, there we go. Of course, uh, the the can't use the name Dudley Boys version. Uh, Bobby or Bully Ray, and uh,
1: they are at the time the TNA World Tag Team Champions. That makes sense. And it says the first never can be changed, replaced, or forgotten. Not that anyone can possibly forget Impact Team 3D, or forget the impact rather. <laughs> That Team 3D <laughs> has had upon tag team wrestling. In May 2007, Brother Ray and Brother Devon, <laughs> as they go by Devin? Devin the, and Bully, yeah. You couldn't call him Devon. That's right. Of course. Became the first ever TNA World Tag Team Champions... A rain that lasted two months on April nineteenth, two thousand nine. card. <laughs> Team three D did it again, right. drowning beer money Inc. en route to the championship belts once again.
2: So we got wow. both of those teams. There we go. Not autographed though. Wow. No,
1: and we we got a up next is a, a, a knockout card, but it has not oh. been kissed, oh. unfortunately. Ah no. dang. And yeah, no kisses on this one, and it is uh, none other. I think she is this is this Bully Ray's wife. Is it Velvet Sky? Velvet Sky! That is too
2: funny. We got Team 3D, the Velvet Sky. Yeah, a wife or girlfriend. Yeah, they are are, uh, linked in some
1: capacity. Velvet Sky. Uh, And it says, Velvet Sky, the beauty mark from Velvet Sky is not a good thing. Her simple beauty is, (laughs) however, a good (laughs) thing, I think. (laughs) Velvet Sky teams with Angelina Love to comprise the beautiful people. And her lethal beauty mark. Oh,
2: the beautiful people! A right, double
1: knee backbreaker has led to many
2: victories. I bet it's just as good as Cedric Alexander's.
1: A true sports fan away from the ring, her favorite is baseball. <laughs> led by her love for the New York Yankees. Wow, all the sky, everyone, amazing. She's a looker. I'll tell you that much. Let's, Let's see here. Oh yeah, I could see him. Uh, yeah, and uh, this is a TNA. Debut card. I might keep some of these. This is a a card from someone's first match ever in in Impact. Okay. And the gentleman is Kayoshi. I have no idea who this is. He's a (laughs) Japanese guy with face paint. Okay. We're going to find out some more about him here. All right, here we go. Should I Google him? In his 10th year as a pro, Kayoshi hails from Osaka, Japan, where he learned a black belt, or where he earned, rather, a black belt in Taekwondo. Kayoshi... Six feet and 223 pounds. Big dude. Is reminiscent of international sensation The Great Muda and has mastered the moonsault. Famous for his lightning crash finisher. Kayoshi is the complete embodiment of everything that made The Great Muda special when he came to the U.S., said Alex Shelley. So Alex Shelley... Factoring into the cards once again here.
2: I just Googled Kiyoshi. Insane. He was the the second guy to don the suicide mask in uh, TNA. So he was suicide for a while. Okay. Uh, very interesting. I uh, have no idea what that means. Oh, okay. Uh, so suicide mask character there. TJP what left TNA. Uh, he was suicide in TNA. Ah. Uh, other people have worn it. Um, both the guys in Addiction, Kazarian they were in and Daniels. Uh, is there anybody... There, there, I think there's other people too, but I had no idea this. I only know it as uh, uh, Daniels and and Kazarian. Well, do you want to open a pack yourself, Bud? Or I think maybe we'll that see. that was we'll long. Save it? Yeah, right. we'll save up for some video con I might take one and open just for my own well-being because I'm a little jealous just, right now. Just because you want to see if we got
1: the the Mick Foley. Should Auto I just do like card. five
2: really quickly? Yeah, if you want. to. Okay, here we go. I'm going to open the second pack Pull here. Pull one from the the middle of the stack. Here we go. Yeah, I didn't take from the top. You know, let's see. Okay, this you, is. You can hear him rustling with the pack, yeah, folks. He's having trouble. I'm very weak. Okay, there we go. I got. Uh, that is an unbelievable coincidence. Suicide. That is
1: shocking. <laughs> the first card. That yeah. is. That is crazy.
2: That is unbelievably why. I wish that was on video. We yeah. have a uh, suicide. I'm not going to read anything about him. Uh, Jesse Neal. Wow. Who could forget Jesse Neal? Everyone. Uh, I don't know anything
1: about. Uh, that okay. Guy. Here we go.
2: Uh, not signed AJ Styles yeah we know this guy man we love the only TNA Grand Slam champion in company history good for him uh, a lady named uh, Taylor Wilde ah oh, who could forget Taylor Wilde and her her really good uh, you know uh, yeah lots of lots of talk about she drove the boys wild yeah so who could deny it and then uh, uh this is a, a made an impact card it it's for Lauren Brooke who is the backstage announcer but it's a photograph of her and her fiance Richie who's a commercial real estate agent <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> made an impact i thought you said made in impact that they had uh no you made an impact that they had uh, what you know the fuck met is together this card? oh my god can i read the back of it please richie is the lucky lad <laughs> He's engaged to TNA backstage announcer Lauren Brooke. (gasps) Richie, 27, is a commercial real estate (laughs) agent, and the two were friends for five years before they started dating.
3: What is this?
1: We're pretty chill. When I'm in town, we just like to hang out and watch movies, Lauren said. The wedding is planned for 2010. Can you Google and see if they're still married? Yeah. We do a lot of outdoors stuff. Such as camping. (laughs) Such as camping. Yeah, I love... That uh, classic phrase we all love to say. Oh, man, I love uh, camping. I Uh, always like to say such as instead of like (laughs) when I'm... Definitely speaking out loud and not writing something on paper and submitting it as a fucking form. Uh, to there's turn a, into a card. There's an
2: author who's Lauren Brook, and that's all that's turning up. Yeah, on Yeah, not, not so, even if I Google uh,
1: TNA Lauren
2: Brooke. Yeah, uh, let's see. All right, you you you, do, you have the laptop, so this is this is easier. Okay, you're, you're gonna fire right. this up. We're gonna find out the the fate of Lauren Brooke and Richie. Uh, what's what what's Richie's last name? It doesn't say. Just Lucky Lad, I think. Maybe maybe Google that. Uh, Jaima, what's your favorite outdoor stuff? Uh, such as camping. Probably. Yeah, gotta be such as camping for me too. I would say <laughs> I love to go such as camping. Get out there, pitch the tent. Oh, a little such as. Come on, baby. All right, Lauren Thompson. Yeah. Oh, okay. Still married.
1: Still. Is an American television personality. Now this is her real name. Oh, okay. Uh, print model and voiceover actor who works for the Golf Channel. Oh. Mostly as a co-host on Morning Drive, the channel's daily morning show. It's but, a great
2: name for a morning show on the Golf. But Channel. the <laughs> Golf Channel has a daily morning
3: <laughs> show. <laughs> What are we
1: do? You haven't heard of Morning Drive? Uh, she's been a host of Top 10 Golf Now, formerly Destination Golf. Lord. Funny that TNA wound up on Destination at one point. Destination America, right. And the College Sports Minute. She's also known for having worked for Total Nonstop Action Wrestling as a backstage
2: interviewer. Go to personal life. Is she still, you know, getting Uh, down with Richie, our guy? Personal life. Uh,
1: On October 11th, 2009, Thompson announced her engagement to longtime friend and fellow UCF student Richard Frucci. Oh, They were married on January twenty third, 2010. Uh, on July 29th 2013, during the last segment of the program Morning Drive, while being wished a happy 31st birthday by the other cast members, Thompson announced she was pregnant with her first child. The couple have two sons together, oh, well. born in January 2014 and in July 2017. I can
2: only speak for myself, but that certainly made an impact on me. Yeah, true love clearly lasts through if the you, years. If you thought this was funny, we're going to be putting out some videos doing this with the other 18 Dex Craig again once. Wants- once again, thank you. This is uh, a real treat. Are you ready to jump in? To round, round number three. three. Round three. Fight. <laughs> Justin, off the top of your head, could you pronounce the word dominion backwards? Uh,
1: no. In, Im, no, in I'm odd.
2: Very good, Justin. I love it. <laughs> Backwards or forwards or however it is, New Japan's Dominion card is this Saturday night for us. I think 3 p.m. local time here for us on the West Coast. The dictionary defines
1: dominion as sovereignty or control. Oh wow! And in that case, I'm taking dominion of my own life and uh, stopping watching Raw. <laughs>
3: okay.
1: No more of that for me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this own this dominion that I'm that I've got on my uh, habits right now. Means that I will watch Dominion. Very excited,
2: Justin. A great way to bring it full circle. Where would you put your excitement level heading into this Dominion? Pretty high, Kata, man. Yeah, maybe
1: even higher than Wrestle Kingdom. Wow. Yeah. Okay. like Wrestle Kingdom, I was excited for basically Jericho and Omega, and that's about it. Like, sure. I, I mean, I was, I like we talked about, like we covered on this show at the time. I was excited to see Okada versus Naito because of I'd course. never really seen either of those guys before. Right. I was not particularly impressed by that match. <laughs> yes, well and I have not been impressed by Okada since then, but I think if I'm going to be impressed by Okada, sure. this match this weekend is the match to make an impact. Oh, wow. Like Look our you. like our friend Lauren Brooke.
2: <laughs> and Richie. <laughs> yeah, and Don't Richie forget too. About Richie. He's the lucky guy. I'm gonna be honest, Richie kinda comes across as a star in that card. <laughs> uh J Mo I'm gonna breeze. I'm gonna be honest. That's sexist, bud. Wow, well, I, forgive me for, you know, saying that a straight white male... Is, oh, wait, I guess you could blame me for that. All right, Lauren is the best of the card. What are you going to do? Uh, Just I'm going to fly through the bottom of this card. because. How know- long
1: do you think Richie was waiting in those five years that they were friends before they started dating to make his move? Wow,
2: I mean, I'm going to be honest. Richie looks like a bit of a putz here. Uh, he's wearing a lei, like a Hawaiian lei here. Uh, I... I I'm going to be honest. This was definitely a sex after marriage situation between the two of them. <laughs> All was, right. That is, that's how I feel about the situation. I think
1: you just cultivated the friendship thinking down the line we could date.
2: <laughs> well, nothing like putting that's... yourself in the friend zone, I exactly. guess. Exactly. <laughs> uh, which I don't think exists, for the record. Uh, Justin. Sounds like you do, bud. Sounds like you've been pretty sexist in this round so far. <laughs> Listen, just because men are smarter, that's not my fault. I mean, uh, uh, Justin. Justin. Are, I'm going to fly through the bottom of this card because it's a bunch of stuff that... so uh, we don't care about. Yeah, these, It's the these
1: typical m- in New Japan. There's names you like. A bunch of like.
2: six or eight or ten-man tags. There's names you like. So the card's going to open on Saturday night with Rey Mysterio, Justin... Justin, I'm looking at you as it Jushin Thunder Liger and Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on Bullet Club, Marty Scurll, Hangman Page, and Cody. Okay, that, I, could, I could see
1: that being very good. A lot of names, some yeah. good story For here. For a six-man tag on a New Japan show, That's that actually right. sounds
2: kind of optimal yeah I would say probably one of the better six men they've ever put together like
1: Liger and Mysterio teaming together sounds very intriguing also
2: I'd almost rather see those two wrestle each other
1: yeah, I mean, that was the plan originally, right? Yeah. And then
2: Ray got injured? Injured, that's right. And then showed up for the, the rumble, I believe it was. But yeah, he was sitting ringside for, I forget who Jushin wrestled that night. Was it Osprey? I have no idea. I think it was Osprey versus Jushin Shund- Thunder Liger with Ray front row in the crowd. And then and that uh, was that, uh, the Long Beach. Uh, yeah, that's f- right. I remember watching that one in bed. There you go. Um, I mean, I like watching Marty Scurll wrestle. So watching him, you know, engage with some of these other people. Certainly Ray Mysterio Marty Scurll is something that I'd like to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? You might see some of the cool spots in this match. Yeah,
1: yeah, certainly, and it's if that's the opener, that's a, that's a hot open. Yeah, it sure. could certainly be worse than that.
2: So why, why don't we jump forward to uh, my guys. I was
1: expecting, like, Takamichi to be in the opener. <laughs> Bone Soldier. Yeah. No, I like <laughs> Bone Soldier. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, stop. He's awesome. What do you like about Bone Soldier? He, he's fucking ripped, man. <laughs> he, is, a, he, he is He jacked. is the most <laughs> jacked small guy. I, I mean, like, Neville, Neville probably yeah. has, takes that distinction. But Bone is even smaller than Neville, and
2: somehow looks more cut. I think there's something to that. My guys, Zack Saber Jr. and Minoru Suzuki, the only two members of Suzuki Coon anybody gives a shit about, taking on David Finley and Juice Robinson. Uh, this, you know, again, once again, people I like watching wrestle, but I always feel like on these shows they never like bring their A game to these tag matches. Yeah. Do you find the same? I mean, for a big show
1: like this is this is like New Japan SummerSlam, right? In some ways, I mean, obviously yeah. like the G1 Final is. Huge for them as well. That's right. But this is like one of their big shows of the year. That's right. Feels like a waste of both Zack Sabre Jr. and Minoru Suzuki. And Ishii, I think you could argue. Yeah. Like,
2: I'd rather see a singles match of three out of four of these competitors in almost any situation. I think I said the match wrong. Sorry, Justin. I'm going to correct myself here. It's Zack Sabre Jr. and Minoru Suzuki versus Toru Yano and Ishii. Oh, okay. So I, I mixed up the the next one. Apologies. But, but I think all the points sort of still yeah, stand. Yeah, I'd still say that. It's like you'd rather see these guys. I'd rather see Suzuki being
1: um, one-on-one. Definitely, and I think same for ZSJ and certainly Ishii. Because, like, Suzuki Goto was, like one of the best matches of Wrestle Kingdom oh, I I came back from Japan
2: saying that it was my favorite on a stacked show yeah that, that was a standout yeah. so it seems, seems like a waste gotta love the brutality and not to go too far down this rabbit hole JMO but do you think that these things is there some hindrance to the new Japan faction system when you get into these bottoms of the cards they do have to move along faction storylines they're sort of a slave to that do you think that that is a hindrance for them in some ways I guess
1: that they have to have these tag matches in a way definitely yeah but I mean it, it works in its favor also I feel like I made this point on the show before that like every result all night long right. has some kind of impact on the there's a whole uh, like power dynamic of of like uh, the group yep. structure right. I mean that's more true on a show probably like Wrestle Kingdom where all of the belts are being defended. Sure. Because, like, we're, what, we're three matches into this card so far? Yeah, no. We've talked about a single championship.
2: No, we've got a ways to go before. Well, not a ways to go, but, yeah. We miles do. to go before we sleep. That felt very nice. Uh, uh, let's speak of miles to go, Justin. The, the match I mixed it up with, David F- David Finley and Juice Robinson are actually taking on Yoshihashi and your favorite wrestler, Jay White. Uh, um, this sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> There's Jay White and Juice. I don't, I don't think
1: I'm interested in anything going on in that match. Like, I know that Juice Robinson... Oh, stop it. But, no, no, no. I know that people like him. That he is like this indie darling Can now.
2: we stop with that? He's just a giant baby, man. Why do people like him? I
1: don't know. I don't get it.
2: I'm... I, I don't... Sometimes I feel very on the like, outs I feel with, like
1: he has negative charisma. I,
2: I'm... So- I can't believe how much we've agreed on like these sort of hot takes. The shows like nothing, mm. but I totally agree. Like <laughs> I, I just I don't see it in Juice Robinson at all. But God bless you if you do, because I know some people really like him. Uh, I hope uh, everyone takes the pin in this match. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, the the junior heavyweight champions
1: <laughs> are all they're all, <laughs> all flat racked with like one arm over themselves. I hope
2: Roman Reigns comes in and pins all four of them. <laughs> I,
1: I I could I, yeah I'd be interested in that. It'd certainly be interesting. <laughs> uh, that IWGP... might be the most interesting thing that happens on this
2: show. No. We got to keep going here. The yeah, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship between El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kamaru taking on people we do know, Roppongi 3K. Formerly, now I think they're going just by Show and Yo. It seems like, yeah, uh, yeah, they're great. I like watching those guys
1: wrestle for sure. I think a lot of people thought Show was like one of the standout stars yeah. of Wrestle Kingdom, which I I would have to go back and watch that match again to yeah, be yeah, able me, to kind of weigh well. in on that. But I am excited to see him again this yeah. weekend, and both of them, I thought, made an impact. Uh, speaking of uh, making an impact, like our friend Lauren Brooke over <laughs> Yellow. here. Yellow!
2: I'm just saying that this it's tough because there's an obvious tag match that I think we're all really looking forward to on this card. Mm-hmm. And so all of this, I feel like, just sort of... It's preamble. Yeah, it's like, okay, I get it, lots of tag matches, but but there's, there's an actual tag match we want to get to, and yeah. I feel like this might sort of sully that in a way. Yeah,
1: I mean, if I'm going to stay up late, if I'm going to watch this show live... The fact that there's probably an hour of matches that I don't care about off More the than an hour is not a great sign.
2: There's no way these four matches go only an hour. There's no way on a four-hour show... Uh, but let's let's. Uh, – I'm not even going to pick winners. We haven't been picking winners for these, but I don't think it ultimately matters in these tag matches. Someone will take the pin. Show and Yo will probably win. Yeah, it seems to make sense. Uh, the Never open weight Championship is on the line. Uh, your least favorite guy, Michael Elgin, is in this match, uh, taking on Taichi and Goto, who we just mentioned, as somebody that we thought was in a good match. Uh, triple threat match. I don't think this will go too long. I'll we'll probably give Michael Elgin a couple strong spots. We will both boo, but I would think Goto retains here. Yeah, think? and yeah. I
1: would like to see Goto –
2: and beat the shit out of Michael Elgin a little bit. I think a lot of us would like to see that. Now here's the we're into the three matches now that I think people are coming to the table for. You know the, the stage has been set. We've seen some people we like. But now here comes the course because uh, evil. And whoa,
1: whoa! Is this card Peter Rosenberg? Because <laughs> it's bringing it to the table <laughs> oh, all of a sudden. Oh
2: my Lord Almighty! These Friday shows. Um, it's uh, uh, two of the the cooler members of Lij. Evil and Sonata taking on the Young Bucks uh, for the IWGP Tag Team Championship, the Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. Yeah. Um, this is fun, right? Yeah, this is gonna be good. This is, I think, uh, Sonata, somebody that I think really people really yep. have their eye on right now. I, I like watching Evil wrestle, I think, even more than I like watching Sonata wrestle. As a tag team, I think they're going to do Dynamite here. And, of course, the Young Bucks are probably going to deliver in-ring. You excited for this match, chamo
1: Yeah, um, maybe not as excited as I have been for some other Young Bucks matches in the past. Sure. But Evil and Sonata always bring it. I yep. like both of them, even as singles. So I have no reason to think that this is going to be anything less than spectacular. I think Sonata is might be the most talented person in that ring
2: which against wow, yeah. the young bucks says a lot. says a lot, and, and I don't think you can write Evil out of there, although I think Sonata, obviously, the first banana in that pairing. I think if they give this match time, this is probably your match. Well, I don't know if it's your match of the night. Given no, what's I think Okada Omega
1: will probably take that honor.
2: I ran a poll this week on the Top Marks Twitter account between this and something else that I'll get to here in a moment, but uh, people were kind of split on it because they certainly thought this next match, you want to pick in a winner here? Do you think the Young Bucks are getting their heavyweight t- titles? Uh, maybe too soon, but at the same time, if you don't win it now... I don't know if that weakens them, you know? I wonder how they got the shot after taking a loss to the Golden Lovers, but uh, I'm not going to press this too far. Uh, Yeah, I I think... Because they hung in there. They looked like they could
1: pin main event talent. This is your sticking point. Yeah, that Matt Uh, Jackson could be on the level of Kenny Kenny Omega. Omega. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to take and Sonata to retain here. Yeah? Yeah. And then the, what? What the Bucks are just going to chase for months on end?
2: I don't even know if they're going to see this match again. I think it's going to be like the rest of the Young Bucks run in both Ring of Honor and New Japan, that they don't really do feuds or titles. They just kind of go out and put good on matches. Yeah, 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 you might be right about that. A uh, 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 match that I think... that This is my pick for, for Match of the Night, I think, is Harumutaro uh, Takahashi against Will Ospreay. Yeah, I'm. this... Yes. This will
1: probably... <sighs> I think maybe the stipulation and how long the match goes with Osprey, or rather Omega and Okada, might still give it the edge. But in terms of like two guys who pure in ring I want to see the most, hard. To vote against uh, either of these dudes.
2: It's so fabulous when you see this in wrestling. I'm going to try to not rant about this for too long because this is a real point for me. But I love momentum. And so often, wrestling companies, it's certainly true at WWE, they keep momentum separate. It's like, oh, this guy's surging, so we're going to build him. And this guy's surging, so we're going to build him. I feel like this is a collision course. And maybe this is something to do with like tournaments and how they book them, you know, with Hiromu winning the, the Battle of the Super Juniors, which, if you're listening to Top Marks, you already know that I predicted when we got that question from our good friend uh, the Zoops. And you picked him to be in the finals, too. So both of us saw great things for Hiromu. Uh, but this, and I wonder if you agree with me here, jmal this feels like two guys surging a collision course in their weight class. This can be something that makes this junior heavyweight title. Do, do you agree with me here? Yeah,
1: and kind of, uh, I mean, I, I don't need convincing that the junior heavyweight division is uh, legit. You know, right, but of course. That they're right up there with the big boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you wanted to make that case to someone who was a non believer, right. Clearly, these are the two guys to do it with. I mean, like, ultimately, I loved the four way at Wrestle Kingdom, right? And I know that Hiromu was taken out of that for a little bit with uh, like the tape spot that they did. But I would still say that these are the two guys who were the standout stars in that match.
2: Mm, Okay, I I would say Skrull and Hiromu, but but totally hear you there. Um, Is this? Are they going to take it off Osprey here? I mean, yeah, people keep thinking that he's going to make the jump up. Well, he's the heavyweight because he's
1: teasing it also, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think there are some intriguing matches for him to have of as course, a heavyweight yeah. also. And I would love to see Hiromu win the belt because this whole storyline has been like, "Don't celebrate yet, kid you haven't you haven't done it just yet." Yeah, he's it's like the eager puppy, Naito being like, uh, you know father don't, figure don't, don't fucking uh, count your chickens that's right Just yet. let's not jerk each other off just yet gentlemen <laughs> In the in the words of the wolf uh
2: but yes uh i think i think it's time i think it's it's time for Hiromu. i would love to see it i share that with you uh jamal let's move on to the main event here it's uh a gentleman named kenneth omega who i think you may have oh heard we're of. skipping a match what am i skipping jericho versus naito it is not written down here you're 100 correct look at that how dare you, uh, uh, whatever website I'm on.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, right, of course. Chris uh, Swerico. Hey, very nice. Fuck versus face. Versus fuck face himself. Uh, Tetsuya, uh, uh, yeah, Naito. This uh, this build has been fun just from the videos that I've oh, taken Jericho's in. been so good on it. Uh, excitement level for this match. Very high. These guys are probably going to go hard. I don't think as a match it might deliver. As in, I mean, it might seem like an idiot because I also said this about Omega Jericho, which mm. turned out to be, of course, something that I think everybody enjoyed. Uh, I, I don't know how this is going to go in ring, but I'm very interested to to see it. Just the the pairing of Naito and Jericho is super interesting.
1: I don't know that it will be as good as Omega Jericho, because right. I don't know that this feud has been as good, no. even though I have very much enjoyed like Jericho walking in a like turtle park in Japan, <laughs> yeah, I saw just like swearing up a storm. And yeah. I love it. I, I love... I love Sueriko. I love that he is just dropping F-bombs left and right because it's Japan, and you can do that. Yep. And people love it there, apparently, to hear American that's swears. Rare, yes. Um, I think
2: without the hardcore stip, it also limits what Jericho can do here a little yeah, bit more than in the Omega match. For
1: sure. But while I don't think this is going to be as good as the Omega one, I do think this will be better than Naito Okada.
2: Wow!
1: Again, I did not like that
2: match. That, I still feel like that's kind of a bold thing to say. Are you going on the record here? Jericho, Naito, better than Okada, Naito. Yes. Excited to, uh, to hear it and see it. Who are you picking to win this match? Got to be Naito, Got to right? be Naito, right? It would like be just... interesting to see Jericho pick up an NJPW win, but, but I, I don't you like, why it. does he need it? Yeah, I don't see it. It's just like when he's in WWE. It's like I just don't like, see what
1: it. They, what would you build him up for? Jericho versus Okada afterwards? Maybe I don't know who's
2: really waiting in the wings for Okada, if not Jericho, but that's that's a whole other discussion. Now, let's jump on to Kenny Omega versus Tetsuya Naito. j we don't have long here, but... It's the uh, best wh- two
1: out of three falls. The
2: very first episode of Top Marks is actually reviewing uh, Okada Omega 1, so I feel like this is a cool sort of full circle thing for us. We've arrived here. My excitement levels for this match, especially given the stipulation, which is no time limit, two out of three falls... This is the kind of match that I feel like we can really get out for. Something that, like, these guys got to know that they're given the stage to do it. And you got to deliver. I, I, I'm i pretty excited for this match. What about you, j
1: I think this is going to be the best of their series, which is saying a lot. Well, that I mean, is, it's the blow-off. It has to be the best, right? It almost
2: couldn't be saying more, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I think people hold that trilogy in about as high esteem as you could wrestling. I like this take.
1: And also, like... Okada, his reign is done. Everything it can do, you know. You've broken the records. You've you've literally like he's beaten every challenger. Yeah, you know. I I got super into the uh, Takahashi match or Tanahashi Tanahashi, Tanahashi, Uh, that he had at um, the last big pay per view, uh, the Osaka. Yeah, what was
2: New Uh, New Beginning. Yes.
1: Yeah. I got super into that, thinking that. Uh, that, that Ace could win it And I would love to see him do it Which yeah. uh, he's never been a character in New Japan In, in my experience watching that I've gotten into same here, And yeah. that was like a moment for me Where it's like oh I finally get it yeah. I finally see the appeal of this guy Ace. And I'm, I'm in I, I want him to kind of uh, hang on to his legacy in some ways yes. And be the guy to do this And obviously he didn't do that and then, like we just said, other than Jericho, there's like nobody
2: left for Okada anymore. I mean, that's the the curse of what a three year reign. So, you gotta make the change now,
3: right?
1: So,
2: is this is this you saying you think it take four matches, but Kenny Omega is taking the title off of Okada?
1: Yes. <laughs> the Kenny Omega is your IWGP World Champion. Oh, I'd love to see it heading man. into
2: All In. I'd love to see it, JMO. Man alive, would that ever be exciting? I would. I would. Do you think if I woke up at like six AM on Sunday, I'd be in time for that match? Uh, probably, probably four
1: thirty or five.
2: I might set an alarm and sort of see where it's at. I could, I could definitely get into that. Yeah, uh, I am picking Okada to retain here. Uh, I just. I- for for a multitude of reasons, we only have a couple seconds left. They've been left riding here. this horse for so long, why get off now? It doesn't feel like Omega gains a ton with that title. I feel like they sort of if they want to have Omega be this the the guy for their Western audience, I don't know that I don't know that he's the flag bearer for New Japan Pro Wrestling. It yet. just
1: seems like he could have there's matches that he could have that would be interesting, and I don't know yeah. that there are matches for Okada Left anymore. <laughs> I think that's a great. point. That's a little overtime there, yeah, but okay. you what know, you were talking about it being full circle because we talked about that on episode one. That's right. Speaking of full circle, yeah, on episode one mm-hmm. next week is the one year anniversary. Oh my lord, James! So we'll
2: be doing the uh, Dominion Fallout, a Money in the Bank preview, and maybe should we do a round sort of on reflecting on a year of Top Marks? Sure, why not? I think that that'd be fun to do.
1: Good so Lord! So you can look forward to that next week. But right now. You can look forward to
3: some mailbag.
1: All right, let's questions. do a couple of listener questions. We're gonna breeze through up. these as
2: quick as possible because it's been a long show yeah, already. we we've been keeping you guys too long, and we don't mean to do that. So we'll get into our first one here. That comes to us from Andrew Dalbar at a Dalbar on Twitter, and he asks, "What do you think the ceiling is for Alistair Black?" I think this is one that we can we can be succinct on. Uh, I like I, th- I think of
1: him as like a modern punk in a lot of ways. Wow, not the punk is not modern, obviously, but you know yes. he's gone so. more modern. Uh, and he's got because that's the look, right? He's kind of courting that comparison in some ways. Yes, yes, yes. But. Like, he doesn't have the mic skills of Punk, so I don't know that he can ever be at that level.
2: Yeah, he's he's mid Carter to me. Upper mid Carter is the ceiling. But I think
1: he's top of the card, but, like, outside, you know? Mm-hmm. Sort of like Daniel like, Bryan like, or like something. A, or like even the, Punk when he was like top, Like, the really. number, number five or number six guy. Okay.
3: You
2: know? Yeah, I, I kind of share that. Unfortunately, as much as I like Aleister Black, which I think well-documented on this show, I think a little bit lower than J-Mo seems to. I, I could see him, frankly, kind of floundering on the main roster just with, like, his lack of... I just think he has such natural physical charisma, definitely,
1: and that he's such a great ring worker. The that, style's so unique that people are going to be into this guy. But like oh, oh, for sure. Like, do you? Th- here's a question. Yeah. Would you put him over or under Finn Balor
2: in terms of ceiling?
1: Yeah, in, in terms of where he would be,
2: like wow. where Finn is on the card. That's a really great comparison. If I have to pick over. Or under, I'll say slightly over, but I think they kind of occupy a similar space. Like, that that seems about right. I'm going to say over just because he's a bigger guy. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think there's reason to that And Vince would too. be more into that.
2: And I guess the entrance can get over... Again, he shares that with Balor, too. I, I like that comparison point, to be honest. I think there's, there's points to, to compare.
1: Next question comes to us from Dong Iovani at Shoe Monster, <laughs> who, who asks, in comparison to, say... I didn't see that. ...Okada Omega-4, yeah. could Gargano Ciampa 2 benefit from a bit more time to simmer to
2: build anticipation? It's a good question. Uh, I, I understand the line of thinking. Ultimately, I'll go no, just because the takeovers are infrequent enough that I feel like takeover to takeover are the storylines. That said, non-immediate rematches can be fun where the, the champion defends the belt once and then the old guy comes back. But for this feud, I, I kind of feel like Johnny Organo is ready for the main roster. So I, I'll say no, but I totally understand where he's coming from.
1: And I'm also going to say no because Ciampa was on the shelf for so long. Yeah, also that. Like, we already waited to get to this feud in the first place yeah and I feel like what they've done in the interim between these two matches has been very very good uh it's just like you know I'm ready for this to continue I'm ready I'm ready for Ciampa to get the win take the belt and Gargano goes to the main roster that, that's
2: mostly exactly how I've I been ready
1: for Gargano on the main roster for like six months so <laughs> I think a lot of why say wait
2: that. longer this next one comes to us from SexFerguson at ButtDickHead. It's, <laughs> it's just, the best Twitter. It's well. just like, it's such a good Twitter, handle. <laughs> and he says, do the hashtag good friends think they'll be watching wrestling in 10 years? Uh, I mean, 10
1: years ago, I didn't think I'd be watching wrestling right now. It's an interesting question, isn't it? But I feel like I'm in for life now. Yeah. Dude, I'm a, I'm a traveling wrestling fan. Yeah. I'm going to Chicago for all in. How yeah. could I... How could I just lose interest in this thing all of a sudden?
2: I can lose interest in Raw. For sure. But I'm not even all out on WWE right now. No, boy. I mean, I mean, get new Japan in the wings. Uh, all I'll say to answer this question is, I've been watching pro wrestling my entire life. It would be ridiculous to stop now.
1: Yeah, you've never left before. Why start? <laughs> uh, this one comes from us from DangerBoy69420. All the good numbers. He says, what's the best non-WWE wrestling show you've ever been to? <laughs>
2: I feel like it's such a cop out for me to say yeah, Wrestle yeah. Kingdom. No, 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 but you can take it. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. I mean, even including WWE, I think Wrestle Kingdom's the the best wrestling event I've ever been to. Yeah, I was at for the for more recent listeners. I was at uh, what is it Wrestle Kingdom ten, twelve? Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, but the most recent Wrestle Kingdom, the Okada Naido Jericho one in Japan, and uh, that ar- that episode's in the archives for me getting back. If you're interested in what I thought of the whole show, but yeah, it's kind of unfair to say that because like everything else is so much smaller scale. But but yeah, Wrestle Kingdom. How about you, JMO?
1: Uh... It's tough for me in some ways. Yeah, I want to say Ballroom Brawl 4, probably.
2: What's the main event of 4?
1: Ballroom Brawl 4, the main event, is <gasps> oh, a four-way ladder yeah, match yeah, between yeah. Nicole Matthews, Ethan H.D., uh, both, Art- Artemis. Ar- uh, yeah, Artemis Spencer, and what's the g- – Billy Suede. Billy Suede. And now – Fantastic.
2: The underused Billy Swade, honestly.
1: Uh, like I don't know if this show is my favorite just because it was the first yeah. Ballroom Brawl that I went to. Uh, and long-time listeners of this show will know, of course, Ballroom Brawl is our local indie ECCW's uh, semi- or, yeah. or biannual. They do it twice a year. It's their
2: WrestleMania and their SummerSlam.
1: Yeah, they do the twice a year, the, a show at the Commodore Ballroom, the biggest venue that they can run in Vancouver. And they put on a great show. They bring in great out-of-towners every time. I don't even remember. Oh, Shayna Baszler was the out-of-town star for, the, for that show. Uh, I don't think there was a, a male uh, yeah, guest so. star for four. But uh, John Cullen and I went to that show together. We had front row seats. Oh. And like I mean, I, I, I got to high five and shake hands with Artemis Spencer as he walked out the unified Canadian
2: and ECCW oh, yeah, heavyweight champion. Like, I mean, who's better than he's him? He's
1: incredible yeah. in the ring. I was so amazed by him.
2: We we take for such granted that we have someone that good, like in ring, in our local fed. I mean, and
1: LP then, was still around. Yeah. The the match that the match on that show for LP was El Phantasmo versus Andy Bird. Oh, yeah. And that's that right. was incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Andy Bird was rocking the like Buzz Lightyear tights for I that match this. too. He was like so good. Like, granted you know, was it a special... Was it probably more special for us to be at, like, Ballroom Brawl 8, having just interviewed all the wrestlers and having, like, yeah. Shreds, like, shake our hand and, and, like, too, and like, give us, like, the head... That was uh, very special. The, ...the salute during the show and stuff. Like, yeah, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. And, like, I I cherish all of the, you know, the ECCW memories I've had since then. Of course. But you, you can't top the first one for me, especially sitting in yeah. the front row for it.
2: Uh, I won't go deep on this because I already gave an answer, but... Uh, uh, there was a show at the, the rickshaw a couple years ago, Hell on Hastings, that had a 10,000... I I tag. wanted to go to that so bad. It was Leatherface. Uh, our friend Xavier wrestled Joey Ryan. Uh, that one was... If Wrestling and, Kingdom wasn't here... Was-
1: and if you're a longtime fan of me doing podcasts and wrestling podcasts, you would know, of course... That uh, the real grap show, which was a short lived uh, wrestling show yeah. that I did on the Real Good Show feed. My first guests ever, Marlon the Man, Marlon Phillips, staying and, with me this weekend, and, and Tom Hanna, and we talked about that show and how I felt this like weird. I wanted to go, but I also would feel like an accomplice to a crime of some kind, it being was in the crowd in the crowd for a ten thousand. 000- Thumbtack Deathmatch I
2: mean it was It was on my It was My birthday was the Thursday And that show was the Saturday Yeah it, like Xavier
1: got to work Fucking Joey Ryan That's a great Absolutely epic. killer Yeah
2: Let's jump into our next question here Which comes to us from Tranquilo Pachico <laughs> At Blair Pachico uh, And he asks Who is a wrestler That you weren't really that into But after a gimmick change Or stable tag formation You became a fan of Okay I uh, have an answer That came to my mind Really quickly here I and, got one for Okay sure. go ahead Uh, Kofi Kingston, New Day. Oh, yeah. Wow, Kofi
1: Kofi always very entertaining, obviously. Very Mm -hmm. talented ring worker. Just something missing, you know? Weird gimmick. Yeah. I know they've made fun of that in the New Day a lot, how he used to be Jamaican or whatever. I Uh, love when they... Like the time
2: machine one, the old day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like, clearly, he was a guy who was always a star come Rumble time, because they'd give him that, like, one dynamic spot where you think he's out, but he finds a way to stay in. Yeah. But, like, I never have been into kofi on the level that i have been in new day and i feel like even if new day were to break up now i'd still be so much more into kofi right now than i would have been seven years ago
2: i think that's a great answer um i i don't want to give two here who's more interesting for me to talk about aj styles or titus o'neill
1: aj probably because i don't i don't Uh,
2: think you're still
1: super into titus how dare you?
2: <laughs> um, okay, so my my uh, neighbor growing up, who I did the bulk of my wrestling, was
1: with. AJ Styles. That's right,
2: yeah, correct. <laughs> you and AJ? That's
1: unbelievable. Oh, he really made an uh, impact on you, like our friend. You Lauren love this pod.
2: You get, get <laughs> out of it. this show is over. Uh, my neighbor Bo, he was he was uh, soon as AJ, Bo was hipper to it all than me, so he knew sort of AJ's NWA run, and he, he was aware of AJ Styles, and was like always telling me this guy was the best wrestler on earth, right? Yeah. And he came into TNA, and I was sort of like, yeah, oh, he's good, but I sort of thought of him as like, I would maybe like a Cedric Alexander now, somebody who I'm like, I totally, rec- or TJP I think, somebody who I totally recognize is like excellent in ring, but like doesn't really do much for me. Short hair
1: AJ is weird. It's
2: very, and like again, the look wasn't really, and I was sort of just like, Bo, I don't know what you're talking about, but then he, I remember they took on, um, who were the champs? America's Most Wanted. And it was AJ Styles finally tagged with a guy, and this is so strange to think about now just where their careers have gone. But a guy I was familiar with and in Christopher Daniels. And it was uh, Daniels and Styles were uh, tagging together, taking on America's Most Wanted. And when those two were tagging, I was just like, whoa. Like, we're, this, these, like, this is pedal to the metal. And I remember being, from then, I was like, okay, AJ Styles, you were right, Bo. So that would be mine.
1: All right. Uh, this one's you. Our next question comes to us uh, from the brewer himself. Ah. fruits are edible. At fruits are edible. Our good friend Craig Tamble, who of course sent us all these cards, and he writes. Uh, then uh, I guess this is in response to something. Yeah, <laughs>
2: uh, he asked a question where I said we're already doing a round on it. I think. Okay.
1: Did you like Brawn? Be honest, so I can make it better. We haven't drank that one yet, Craig. We
2: haven't drank that beer, but this Good Friends was delicious. And he says what wrestler should be my next themed beer? Okay, so this hashtag Good Friends beer was delicious. If Craig, I don't—if you ever sell this beer, I would say it's well worth purchasing. Yeah, well, uh,
1: let me let me just take a sip of this right now. Yeah, and Give you some my tasting go- notes okay. at the moment. Oh,
2: I do have a little bit left. Okay, you give us some notes here, Jim. I mean,
1: like we said. It's eight and a half, probably pushing over nine percent now, given that it's bottle aged. Mm-hmm. Very strong flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, for a dark beer, not that heavy. I Yeah, sure. Um, I, I It's got like a nice kind of lightness texturally. I always worry about dark beers being like uh, thick. And yeah, I'm going to be heavy. so full yeah, and like drink slow afterwards. Totally. So this is still like nice and light. Yep. But a very kind of sharp flavor to it also. And you know, this is what I love. I love a strong beer. I want a beer where I can have two and feel fucked up afterwards. Absolutely, and that never happens for me unless <laughs> we're unless we're at about nine percent, basically, which is right. like the beer equivalent of having
2: four beers in two glasses. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay, Jay. Mo, so okay. I'm into it. I'm gonna have a sip and give some notes here. Okay. 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 Oh fucking a, man! All right, our next question this week comes to us from <laughs> Jess Lord. Well, who who should who should be his next
1: themed beer, though? Oh yes, yes, what, yes. What kind of puns can we come up with? Some
2: pun. Well, we you got to do the bad luck, like, the bad luck, palé, palé, Do you remember when we did the the beer pun wrestlers? There were some yeah. great ones. Of the Alistair Black Stout uh, or Black Porter, I think it was. Mm. Uh, his next themed beer, I guess it would depend what type of beer you were looking to make, Craig, but uh, I, I guess uh, anybody come to mind for you here, JMO?
1: Velveteen Dream. Oh wow, a velveteen Dream. A silky beer. smooth maybe like a fruit al- a summer fruit. Ale? I, uh, I would I, I think velveteen dream would be like a nitro stout, honestly. Really you get that smoothness. Okay, uh, with the nitro, but obviously you can't bottle a nitro. Right, that's tap lines only. Uh, so yeah, maybe a fruit beer. I could see that. Maybe uh, like plums, like a purple. I could totally see that. A, a purple, uh, like, maybe a lambic. Yeah, I could see like. Uh, yeah, a, a Lambic beer. A for Velveteen Dream Plum Sour. I think that'd be tremendous. Yeah, I true. had
2: a Plum Sour from Fieldhouse a couple of wheels back. It was delicious. Craig, get on it, bud. Our next question this week comes from Jess Lorman. That's at Jess Lorman on Twitter. Wife
1: of Doug Lorman. Speaking of,
2: Doug. Hang on. Who's Doug Lorman?
1: Doug Crap. Oh, sorry. our guy. Okay, the Crapster, the Crap Man himself. We owe him a congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. The Washington Capitals are Stanley Cup champions yeah! for the first time in franchise
3: history. Yeah.
1: Doug, buddy. I felt so good for you Me last too. night, man. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it was a great game. I felt. I was like, here's like my power rankings of people I felt good for. Go ahead. Alexander Ovechkin, number one, okay. way out in front. <laughs> And then number two, not that far behind, even though I just said way out in front, <laughs> Doug Crap.
2: Oh man, I was—I love when like that can get me into sports. Like somebody I care about is so passionately cheering for them that I'm like, I want it to happen for them so badly. But his wife, uh, Jess Lorman, who are in this case, I suppose Jess Crap. Jess Crap. Uh, she Jess says. Jess Crap. <laughs> Jess. That's great. <laughs> uh, and she asks. Why are men's hair always wet when wrestling? And is it really water or is it some other substance? Okay, so it is water. I've seen backstage yeah, videos no. of guys just like dumping bottles of water on I've, their head.
1: I've had this question before. Okay. Because uh, one night when we were showing Raw at the... Bar, oh sure, I had ask. two women who came in regularly. I sat beside them the one time. Every single week, the, I sat beside together. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, they they had this question as well because they, they loved Seth. Their two favorites were Seth sure. and Finn. Yeah, they both like picked one. Go figure. Uh, the the most good looking guys on the show <laughs> yeah. were the ladies' choice. See,
2: Kevin Owens not getting a lot of
1: fandom. <laughs> for these two. No, somehow no. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, a rude. But yes, they they asked me like what is it sweat is it slicked back with grease are they using some kind of product and I'm like, no, that's just got a spray bottle <laughs> yeah they're just spraying their hair to make it look like they are all like like sweaty and ready to go yeah I think it's just the look right it's like slicked hair I mean triple h had it he's, for, he's I- like the the originator of this look in some ways, maybe? Or does it go back uh, further? Does I think it goes back go further. back further, like yeah. the early 90s, 80s? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like yeah, for hair. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
2: but I'll, I'll say this. Uh, for some guys, it's not good when it isn't there. And Seth Rollins is one of these guys. Sometimes in, like, late-in-Seth matches, it starts to, like, dry out and get frizzy. It's mm-hmm. just not a good look. And that's why. Like, I think AJ Styles kind of makes it work with the long hair, but I'd be curious to see what, what hair AJ Styles look like. And some guys, Well, I'm
1: sure that AJ puts a lot of care... Into his hair, oh, you know, you, you gotta if no, there, you're there, gonna there, rock there. the long hair and not slick it. So there it is, and
2: uh, thanks for the question, Jeff.
1: And it's just easier, probably, to uh, throw some water in there, and there you go. Makes sense to me. Uh, or if r- your hair's
2: thirsty, yeah.
1: Speaking of thirsty, hey, now this one comes to us from <laughs> uh, Coca-Cola LLC. <laughs> Very nice. At Coca-Cola LLC, our gender fluid listener, whose gender is, is a, fluid. a fluid, and he asks if I'm not too late. You know what? Which you're not. You're not. <laughs> what is your
2: most hated move or spot in wrestling? Tree of Woe. Yeah, that was easy for uh, you. Del Rio's though. Some guys can do it okay. Um, we or actually, it was interesting. The Del Rio one at Slammiversary that we watched against Bobby Lashley yeah, was we, much this improved. Has come up a bunch of times, uh, but, but and that's
1: mostly in Lashley, like fighting it the whole time. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Tree of Woe for me. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I feel like this is kind of a cheat, and I don't mean to criticize women. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Oh. Uh, the X Factor? Yes. <laughs> Women doing the X Factor. <laughs> There's a lot of it. They do it a lot.
2: Dude. A lo- it's like, because it's such an easy move to do. Dude, I would have bet anything that that would have been Lana's finisher. It's sure enough, X Factor. Yeah. What do you call that? A jumping face buster?
1: Here's the thing. I don't know how X-Pac made it work for so long. He didn't. It was, like,
2: the worst part of his moveset yeah? by
1: far. I kind of liked it. I remember liking it
2: anyways. It works with the suck it. Like, the suck it then up yeah, is, because, like, okay. Because
1: when, like, ladies do it, and I'm sure if I were to see X-Pac do it today, too, I might have a different opinion on him from back in the day. Maybe nostalgia is tainting my opinion there. Perhaps. Um, but, like, it's just, like, it seems like they're taking the worst of it every time. You're doing a drop onto your tailbone yeah, it, when someone does a face plant that doesn't even look painful. Yeah, I mean, it's just not a good movie. It looks worse. It's a for the movie. person who does it than the person who takes it. Well, not only that. I
2: mean, listen, I, I don't want to do. And we
1: see it all the time. Like, if you watch like the worst women's matches, like Major Guns versus Stacy Keebler, Facebook, bu- or they're X-Factor doing X factors
2: all over the place. Well, I think I even said on that bonus episode, was like, how many women have used the X factors to finish? Like, it's 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 you, shocking. I feel like one of the Bellas had it for a while. Probably three. Look,
1: before Brie like, started copying Daniel Bryan's moveset, I feel like she was doing the X-Factor. Makes sense to
2: me. Just our final right. question this week comes to us from Billy Jowell <laughs> at Book of Lube, my arch nemesis. Of course. Uh, with an interesting question this week because uh, his IQ is generally so low that I don't expect this of him, but that's okay. <laughs> it's, he asked Where would wrestling be today if kayfabe never died? An interesting question. Uh, I'll, I'll say this, and I asked him what he thought, and I'll echo his points here because I, I thought I thought he was correct, and it was my lean as well. That if they never admitted to the audience in some ways that they, like if they were tr- still in let's say in a post UFC world trying to bill it as like who was the tougher fighter of these two, I think your fan base would only be extremely stupid people. Like I, I think p- part of what we like about so much wrestling, and I think this shows a real testament to that. And I think most wrestling shows, the the backstage, the business, all these sort of things, Man, booking, like even. Even
1: when I was, like, 11, 12 years old, what are you doing when you go online? Of you're, course. You're trying to find out what's going on what's behind the scenes next, because you're not an idiot even when you're 11 years old. Like, that was the funny thing to me. As I mean, people say it still to this day, obviously. Duh, don't you know it's fake? You know it's fake. But, like, that's a much more common question that you'd get, like, on the playground at 12 years old, 11 For sure. Not that you're on a playground at 12 years old, necessarily. I was. But a little earlier than that, perhaps. It's like, of course I know it's fake. I don't remember ever watching wrestling and thinking, this is real. What I remember thinking is, this is real awesome. Yeah,
2: this is really dope. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's it's like any other media. Like, I don't know. I know that the presentation is like semi-real, but not really. Not in any sort of like substantial way. Like, I don't fully buy when people are like, well, it's a show about a wrestling promotion. It's like, I don't really think it's that, but with the Max Landis line, wrestling isn't wrestling. It's Like, what, what's your favorite show? Game of Thrones. Like, this is realer than that. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sympathetic that argument. So, if wrestling yeah. never, if, if K. was still alive, I think it'd be in a worse place. But even like
1: the most interesting things that happen today, yeah. in wrestling are when they blur the line, like yeah, start, like starting with CM Punk, the sc- the screw job. Oh, oh sure, Montreal, yeah. like that is the beginning, the introduction of the Mr. McMahon character. It's like suddenly we're acknowledging that backstage exists and that McMahon is not just a commentator, that well, he is the power broker of this company. He's
2: Mr. McMahon, yeah. the chairman.
1: And, I- and like, if you don't have that, if you don't acknowledge like, – so much of what we look for in wrestling today is like when
2: rumors intersect with uh, – Kayfabe. Well, if you want to take it on the other side of the coin, I think that's what's fucked Roman Reigns in such a heavy way, right? Yeah, like y- you just you know those sort of things because I, when they try to present him as an underdog, it's never gonna take. Yeah, it, like when when anytime he's like the guys in the back, it's just like you, you mean the guys it, who fucking yeah. love you. This will never work, and we all know the reasons. Yeah, that's, that's it for questions this week, JMO.
1: Yeah, that's it for the show too. It's been wow. a long one. How long? One hundred and forty-seven hours. We got to get out. Wait, it's hour fifty. No. <laughs> how long is it it's it's yeah it's an hour 50 probably when i throw the intro in oh my god no won't. it's fine we haven't done three rounds in a
2: long time no one wants this no it's fine no one wants this you're right I feel upset that we did this to people. No, it's fine. If you're still here, I love you. If Next week will be shorter. No,
1: people like long episodes, I feel like. Uh, we always worry about this. I and then the people write in, they say, I love the long I episodes. I know, it's
2: true, but I don't I don't
1: believe them. We haven't done three rounds in ages. Well,
2: we're back to the format, folks. So thank you so much for listening. Once again, if you liked this show and you want to hear more of it, there's our bonus episode from this month and the backlog from all the other ones we've done. If you want to head on over to patreon.com slash so throw a couple dollars in the hat. And of course, we've we got much- more bonus episodes coming your way yep. this month as well. Justin promises he's going to watch. Tournament of Death with Disharm and I and that'll be fun yeah and
1: uh, Desharm will join us on the show probably to talk about that very mm-hmm. funny guy so you can look forward to yeah, that that will be very exciting and uh, we'll probably do another retro review as you guys uh, so know and love every single month as well and hey if you want to dictate what Retro review we do, you can do that by uh, just kicking us 20 bucks a month for just this one month. $20, we will watch whatever you want.
2: Exactly, and that, that can be within the world of wrestling or, uh, yeah, within the world of wrestling. I don't know,
1: a movie? I don't know. We could watch, like, uh, No Holds Barred, I guess. That's oh, I guess that's true. Wrestling that.
2: with Shadows. Or, like, like uh, Ready to Rumble. Well, I'm ready to rumble. On with the rest of my Friday night. Until next week, we love you. Be hot.
1: Be spicy. Taste great. Because. You're
2: Curry
1: Man!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Titus Worldwide!
2: That was good beer. That was good beer. And this was a good show, I felt like. It was a fun show. I had fun yeah. talking about I'll tell you, I'm like exceptionally excited for Dominion. I don't know if that got across. Yeah, I feel really fired up for it. You know, I know this was a long one, but if anything,. I hope to
1: the people listening at home yeah, no that, listen. that this uh, this lengthy episode made an impact on you. <laughs> <laughs> like Go our good friend, Lauren Brooks. <laughs> He's leaving, folks. He's out
3: of here. <laughs> <laughs> Titus Worldwide!